gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of The Keel Show. I'm your host for the first time in forever, Alex Keel, alongside me, the inside of the insiders, the workhorse of this show since I've been off this show, like as a regular cast member, I guess you could say, as the regular host for about, oh, I'd say a good seven months, eight months now, <gasps> Tyler Keel. Oh boy! This oh, I didn't get the hello. Hello, I'm sorry. I got the <laughs> there. I, hello. It is. It well, okay. This is the last one, Alex. It's it the is the last one for the foreseeable future. Yeah, there's nothing as certain, or is, there is nothing as uncertain as a sure thing. That Hope is Scotty true. Boatman. That is Hope true. I'm getting that right. Oh man, we got a lot to get to. Well, we brought up the usual suspects. The five timers club is here. The beer the league. Five hockey. time. Five time. Five time. Five time. Five time. But Alex, we must get to our first guest today. Because, well, uh, he's on the phone right now. He he's is patiently on the phone. waiting. He's has Pati- other- patiently waited for me. Uh, apologize. <laughs> yeah, he's waiting for you. He's literally been waiting for like three hours because you decided, Alex, that you were going to take your sweet time and make sure you wait until the last possible minute. Now, that is, that is hey, that is rude. That is why I left true. at 522 and you decided to move across town. That is, you, I moved uh, to your side oh, of town. Oh, I'm sorry. I got I it. Moved I to got, your side we got a house. Sure. So we decided we could have a bigger house. So, I mean, it's a smaller studio. But anyways, get to him. He's got stuff to do tonight, Alex. Ladies and gentlemen, the quintessential member of the Five Timers the Club. The captain. The captain, none other than Thomas Biondo. Let me just start off by saying it's because it's, it's so important to me. Alex, I haven't been waiting three hours for you. So you don't have anything to worry about on that. <laughs> Let me bust Tyler right away on that. I haven't been waiting three hours. Well, I, I do appreciate you, at least for a couple minutes, uh, waiting he's, he's, to talk funny. to me because I haven't talked to you in forever, Thomas. Hi, buddy. How you doing? I, I'm well, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I, I, heard, I saw that you were doing the, the game at uh, Davenport the other night as well as Tyler was. And well, he was there. Him and I recalled it yesterday. It was the yep. first time, first game of the season, and I'm already mad at everything. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah. fine. But you know what? Wildly entertaining, and I hope it's a sign of things to come because it was a really entertaining game. So, that's yeah, true. good stuff. Good stuff. Love to hear that. Love to hear that. Well, as the resident... Um, east side of the Mitten State guy. Um, we do have to talk east about... East side of the Mitten State guy? Dude, I'm sorry. I didn't write your intro, Alex. I'm sorry. You I don't have it. to write it. I got it. You know, I, 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 I might have been out of the business for yeah, a hot me, second, but I got it. Don't you worry. Um, but as the resident uh, Detroit expert, well, I would say that. that we do have to talk about the Red Wings for quite at least you know, 10 seconds. So I think we've been talking sure. about 10 seconds. Next, on to the next subject. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What are you thinking about, you know, Detroit looking so far, you know, preseason hockey, things are coming together. How, what's your perspective of this team right now? Um, you know, it's the, the front the forwards. I, I'm still not overwhelmed with. I still think that this is a team that's going to struggle to score. Um, and that was even before the Verona injury. Yep. Um, I keep refreshing Twitter to see the official signing of Bobby Ryan, which I expect to happen I kind of expected it to happen all off season, but then when Verona went down, I really thought that that was kind of a done deal. Um, you know, with Bertuzzi having to miss the Canada games uh, because of his vaccination status, what, it is what it is. So you're already taking out a guy that you would expect to score 20 to 25. You know, he's going to be out a good, what, 10 games, whatever, however many trips to Canada was, you make. I think made. it was nine. Nine yeah, was I the heard, number. Yeah, that, nine was the number that I heard. You throw in, you, and you know, Tyler's a an attacker and he's going to, he's going to get hurt. He gets banged around. And so, you know, he's going to miss another 10 on top of that. So they're not deep. 
and they're already thin. Having said that, I do, on the other hand, like the defense. I like where it's going. Um, it's obviously not a, a finished product, but you know, the, the trade for Nick Letty was kind of a Steve Eiserman special where he, I think everybody knew from the word go that trade was made to, to pair him with cider. You have an offense defense, they're opposite handed. It was just a make sense deal. Um, what I like too about it is it now puts the Kaiser with Heronic and they re-signed both stall and Stetcher. Um, actually they re-signed stall Stetcher was on a two-year deal. And I know analytically for what it's worth, that pair, not playing top line minutes, but that pair actually had some ridiculously good analytic numbers. So I really like that. Gustav Lindstrom's ready to go in the wings um, as the seventh man up. He has shown flashes of of being a a full, you know, being able to hold down a bottom pair. I mean, if they lose one of the big four, it's going to be trouble. But, you know, that they're at least seven deep with Jared McIsaac in the mix too. And then, I, I mean... The, the robbery of Nedeljkovic is is really short up the goaltending. You know, they lost Bernier, who was spectacular, but for them... Yeah, for uh, you guys, really maybe. Kept, yeah, <laughs> it was spectacular to keep a bad team in it, but with Nedeljkovic and Grice, um, the one-two punch is, is, is going to be okay. So if this team can find a way to get pucks into the net, um, again, I don't expect Lucas Raymond to be in the opening night roster if it's... Jeff Blaschel had the great line of it had to be obvious even to his wife. And I just don't think that that's going to be the situation. And even with Verona out again, I just don't see um, Raymond making the opening night roster. So scoring is going to be a struggle for this team, but I do like the direction to be sure. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point because when I talked with Ken Cal a few weeks ago, he said the one concern that he had going into the season was where is the goal scoring coming from? And that, and you're to your point, that's a big thing. Now that that was before Verona was out as well. So now with that, it even takes a bigger hit, but you mentioned Lucas Raymond, not playing for now for at least for this season, you know, he may stay in Sweden. He may come to the American league. Haven't heard anything as of yet, but the guy that is coming back from Europe who may start in Grand Rapids may start in Detroit the big defenseman, Mo Sider. Now, Rachel Anderson from Access Hockey MI, she said she's probably, he's most likely to start in Grand Rapids. That's a good point. Thomas, what do you think, if he starts in Grand Rapids, if he does, if you believe he does, how long until he makes it up into Motown? No, I wouldn't think. I actually did pen him into my opening night roster um, for what that's worth, which is really worth nothing because I didn't. it's not even on social media anywhere that I penned it in. So take that. So for what it's, it's not worth. official. You, yeah, can't, you, know well, you, can't, you can't post it on Facebook today. <laughs> no. Yeah, you know where, right, exactly. You know where it's pending? It's pending on NHL 21. There I've got is. most better in my starting lineup. So that's where I can say I've got a pendant. Should we tell him he's got to get NHL 22? I, I will. I will. Don't worry about it. I will. Definitely. But um, I can't see it being long. I just, I just, this kid was so, I, I, I'm going to use the term dominant. I mean, I, I don't watch a lot of Swedish elite league hockey, but. We the all, term uh, dominant who, was. Why wouldn't you? I know the term dominant was thrown around, and and like I said, I, you know the the Red Wing beat writers were, you know the the thing with Letty too. I that just really kind of drove it home for me almost more than anything else because, I mean, the beat writer said this Letty deal is almost a setup for Cider, so he may start down there. I you know I forget there was a wasn't there some wacky rules about ten games and not playing ten. No, uh, it's if it's, you play over 10 games. He's going to play over yeah, 10 games. Over 10 games, and you lose your first year of the, your ELC. That's correct. He, he, I would bet the farm that he's playing over 10 games, and I would actually put a good portion of the farm that he's played 10 games by Christmas. If he doesn't start up, 
he will have played 10 games here by Christmas. I thought Thomas lived in a condo. Maybe. Uh, I mean, in any case, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, the, the proverbial farm. Uh, Thank uh, but you. No. Thank you for understanding, Alex. <laughs> You're Thank very you. welcome. That's why That's why they had to bring me on for the last show. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, it definitely, I'm, I like the way that this team looks right now. Like you said, you know, you bring in people like Nick Letty and you have the opportunity of Mo Sider and, you know, Nedeljkovic, you know, even though he's only, he's let in, what, six goals in two preseason games. Yeah, but Freddie allowed like nine one preseason. So. Right. So, I mean, it's, you know, you never really want to, you know, take your entire season and base it just on how preseason playoff performance is because, I mean, for a lot of teams, especially um, the wings included, where you're not having, you know, you're not considered a, a cup contender by any means, but you're still something that is pushing forward. You're getting a lot of momentum. A lot of these players that are going to be bumping down and back between uh, Detroit and Grand Rapids, they need to figure that kind of stuff out. Um, I'm, I always love seeing on Cat Friendly that Giovanni Smith is on the uh, the tr- Detroit Red Wings roster, signing a two-year uh, deal. Great um, signing. Love that. I mean, and and he's just he's just one of those other guys he's just that a nice guy too. He is a nice guy, but he also has that kind of you know. I can pl- he's a he's a role player version of Tyler Bertuzzi where I think Tyler has except that a foot taller except for a, a foot taller and damn it if I don't love that man. Um, <laughs> well, you know it. You, you're right though with with Giovanni and I'm just sorry to cut you, but you know I remember he had a game against Florida where you know you have players where you say man they were they had to have gotten 12 to 15 minutes of ice time and you look and it was 8:30 and then there's other players that are like, was he out there 15 minutes? And then you see it was 19. Well, Giovanni Smith is is, is the former. He's the one where he, he makes something happen every time he's out there. So he seems like he's out there so much more than he really is. He, I believe he had a Gordie Howe hat trick last year. I, I mean, think he, so. I would not put it past him. He's not going to, I don't expect, I don't think anybody in Detroit expects him to be, to put up Tyler Bertuzzi numbers. No. But in terms of, he's exactly what you want on your third and fourth line. That's to be sure. That is to be sure. He's, and he's, the, a, he's, I think, well, and I hate, to, I keep making the comparison. He is the younger Wayne Simmons. And people, and people, yeah, I mean, yeah. and it's, and it, I swear, it's not just because he's black. I swear it's because he's just that tough. He's that strong. And when he's out there, he causes havoc and makes defense miserable. And like he can Wayne perform. He, can, he perform. can perform. Yes. And, you know, yeah. it's, he's one of those players that you don't expect him to, like you said, you know, he is not, you're not going to expect him to put up Tyler Bertuzzi numbers, but. Any given night, he could get a goal and an assist, and he can really help in the shutdown, you know, on the offensive side, the shutdown defense that Detroit really needs sometimes when they're playing teams that have, they're heavy in the offensive zone, and they just, they'll keep throwing the puck on you. I don't think that, you know, I haven't seen the the complete, you know, full roster as far as, you know, whether Giovanni Smith's going to be on the penalty kill or not, but he definitely takes me as a guy that could serve that role of, hey, eat up all those penalty killing minutes, and then when you're on five on five, have him in the third or fourth line that he can shut down a, a second line or a first line kind of player. That's why I really like him. Also, too, he can fight, and I, I, I just I personally like that. It's just a, a love of mine. Um, with that, um, like you said, Jacob Vrana is out for four months after shoulder surgery. Um, I'm trying to think here. You know, I, I'm just happy to be here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, well, so Thomas... I, first of all, the reason why we call Thomas the captain of the Five Timers Club, yep. if, for those that don't remember, because there's a lot of people, according to our analytics, have joined in the last few months. Sure. Thomas won his right to be the captain, yep. beating out, second guest of the show today, Harrison Watt in a Detroit, batty, tr- Detroit trivia battle of the century. Man, it's yes. been so long I can't even say it anymore. 
And because Thomas has been a fan. Thomas, when did you say that you really got into the wings? You and I were talking about this, I think it was last year, a couple years ago. There was like a year that you went full wings. Yeah, so I remember I remember knowing that it was an upset when they lost to the Sharks and Leafs in, in back-to-back years. But yep. it was, you know, I it was that year that they played the Devils that I believe that there was a certain amount of games that was on Channel 50, WJBK, I think it was back then. I think is what, what it was. Straighter. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yep. David Mickey. And so that was when it started. I remember watching a lot of that playoff run. Um, and then in, in by, by the time 96 happened, I was, I was all in on them. You picked a great time to be there. They make it to the finals, get upset, yeah, it, get upset the next year and then finally win it. So I guess if yeah. you got it, you got, you, you started high there, Thomas. Yeah, and in my defense, I mean, it's not like I was a bandwagon fan that joined at 21. I think I was, uh, what, in 95, I would have been nine. So, I mean, I, I was pretty, or 90, uh, 95, I would have been 11, excuse me. So I was still young enough to still get my feet into the sport, sporting world. And, yeah, it was uh, it was a good time to join, though, in, in the beginning stages of that of that long playoff run. Uh, probably the last, probably, I don't know how long this one will take because Thomas and I literally almost got into a fight before the third period yesterday over this because the Lions <laughs> decided that they oh were going to, oh they boy. were rough yesterday. They go to the red zone three times, Alex, don't score. Okay. Yeah. They lose by 10 points. If you even do the math, they got three field goals on those. They would only lost by one. Thomas and I almost got into a fight during the second intermission over this. Thankfully we're off air when we almost punch each other. <laughs> I got to ask a question though, Thomas, what is more sure. likely this season? The Red Wings finish above 500 or the Lions win four games? Ooh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Thomas man. picked a great year not to get season tickets this year, I should probably mention. He's been a season ticket holder forever. He stops this year. Um, the Lions win four games, or the Red Wings finish 500. Above Correct. 500, so they have to win 43 games. And well, not th- no, I mean, they could be 35, 34, and no. however many ties that nope. leads, right? Oh, yeah, fine. Whatever. So, yeah, no Bettman 5. Because that makes a difference. If, okay. you're, if you're telling me they have to win 42, then there's no they way I'm going. They need more wins than they do regulation losses. losses. I'm still going to go Lions. I think they're one year away. I think they're one year away. And, well, the and Red Wings are the I, Lions. <laughs> uh, well, the Lions are more than a year away. And here, here's why. Because... I, I, again, love what Steve Eisman's doing, but there's no depth here yet. There's no depth. And that's that when good teams lose players, when, when Kucherov misses the entire season to make the cap, you have Braden Point and Steven Stamkos and Victor Hedman. If, if, if the Wings lose really anybody that's expected to score 20 goals, um, they've already lost Verona. So on top of that, they lose Larkin. They lose um, Fabry. They lose, uh, you know, Pew Suter for any length of time. It could get bad. Um, so I just think that the, and, and injuries happen. So if you, I don't think that this is going to be a 500 team yet. I think they're going to be close. I think that they are. I do really believe that they will be close. And in March, they may, there may be discussion of should we trade off or should we stand pat? They may end up trading off. But for the most part, if I, between those two, I don't like either. <laughs> I don't like either. But between those two, I think it, it's the Lions winning four. Okay. Uh, well, I, I, I'll, well, they should have won yesterday. They can probably beat Minnesota next week. Well, that, they're playing without two-fifths of their offensive line now with Ragnar out, and then Romeo Okwara has come down with the Achilles. We're going uh, to lose to Kirk Cousins. Yes. Yes. Holland, Christian, yes. Kirk Cousins. Yes. yes. This, this franchise, I mean, the franchise is in a lot of trouble, no doubt about it. Same and they still have to play Matthew Same Stafford the week after that, isn't that right? They play Stafford yeah. after that. Oh, in my October, I know, yeah, I know it's in October for sure. 
Yeah, that's it's great. We're gonna go great. winless this month. It's gonna be awesome. Isn't that in Detroit too? No, it's in no. it's in it's in L.A. I almost said St. Louis. LA. It's in L.A. Yeah. It's in, no, it's in Inglewood. Excuse me, Inglewood. So Inglewood. Far. They don't. They yeah, can't wherever, finish, yeah, wherever that monstrosity is built. Oh, well, <laughs> wouldn't you like that if that was in? Well, I don't know. Would you? Okay, last. I know I said last question, Thomas. I know you got to go quickly. Would you yeah. want something different than Ford Field? No, I love Ford Field. Okay, that's all I needed. Love Ford, Field. Ford, Ford Field's pretty. Okay, pretty, did you ever go to the sick. Silverdome? Uh, yeah. Oh, Ford Field blows the Silverdome away. Well, then again, it's newer and stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, right. it's, like, I mean it's like Little Caesars versus Joe Louis Arena. As Joe Louis Arena, because the team was more successful Ju- there. As much as I love Joe Louis, what? Go ahead. Yeah, it was because the Silverdome. It was it was the stadium of the time. It was a concrete monstrosity with no decoration. It was just stadium. That's that's what that's what. No, I'm talking the Silverdome. It was just concrete and paint. Like now, everything's nice, or you get the open, exposed pipes at the for, at Ford Field and all those kind of things. You know, the Silverdome was literally just concrete and astroturf and blue seats, <laughs> no frills, nothing. We're lucky we had grills for hot dogs. I mean, that was just stadium, and that's how they were built back then. Right, uh, but Ford Field is has got all the amenities that you want. So uh, I'm a big fan of Ford Field and a sure. big boy and a big was the big boy and still big there. Boy. The big boy still there. Yeah, and a big boy and a Hopcat. You you used Whoa, to be able to get the fat fries or whatever they're calling. Them. Yeah, that, you gotta get they back had to the marching bands. We have reason to go back there now. No, there you go. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I could, but yeah. Anyways, uh, Thomas, you gotta get going. I know you gotta endeavor to one of your friends and. Yep. I, first of all, thank you so much for jumping on the show all the time that you did. Even when I texted you late Sunday night or early Monday morning saying, Hey Thomas, you bored tonight. And you came on and for, for being a Absolutely. pal, it was a pleasure. And that's, it's why I wanted to give you at least some time today because you guys are so great at what you do and meant so much oh, to wow. me, He's giving right. me the invitations to get to, to, to be out there. So thank you. Thank you very much guys. Congratulations and continued success for both of you. You want to say goodbye, Alex? I'll, I'll say goodbye, Thomas. <laughs> goodbye, Alex. Goodbye, Tyler. I wanted to make sure it was good. <laughs> Thomas Biondo, ladies and gentlemen. Davenport, broadcast legend, Thomas Biondo. What a guy. What a pal. What a guy. What a pal. Hi, Alex. Hi. We didn't really get a chance to say hello because we had Thomas right at 6 o'clock. So we, we did, right on the dot 6 o'clock. Well, we uh, have a few minutes before we have Harrison Watt on. He's coming at 6.30. Um, we probably should tell him who else is on. Uh, we got Peyton Turrent at 7.30. We do. Um, Harrison Watt at six thirty, like you said, we and got then we some got, news. So we'll break the news oh in a little gosh. bit. We'll talk with news with Peyton a little bit more. Harrison's going to be a little more college hockey. So, hi Alex, how, how have you been? <laughs> I've been okay. Been okay right now. Uh, you know, currently currently jobless. That's Just, why he's here, folks. That's literally <laughs> why because he's jobless. Well, I mean, yes, yes and no. I mean, I have a a walkthrough uh, down in Kalamazoo uh, tomorrow morning. Don't jinx but, it. I'm not. I'm Don't not. I'm him. just saying that I have one. He's walking down in Kalamazoo. I have a walk through in Kalamazoo with, with hopeful protection. Because with hopeful it's Kalamazoo. Pro- what? What? It's a lot better. It's a lot better. What? Battle Creek's a lot better. You haven't driven oh, down battle, there. Okay, Battle Creek. Yes, Battle Creek's a lot better. Kalamazoo, Kalamazoo is still. Alex, up. I report the news. Kalamazoo is a lot better. It's not great, but it's a lot better. That being said, no, I've been doing good. Um, you know, have the apartment that me and K- Miss Katie are in. Yes. Um, just, How is she doing? She's doing good. Uh, she is currently the coach at middle at the Grand Ledge Pom Pom uh, for their middle school team. Um, so she's out there right now. And then after that, she goes to Davenport University Pom Pom's practice because she's doing both of those. She's, she's what, her seventh year now? <laughs> seventh year. Actually, yes. I think so because she... 
Um, she was she got her degree in six years because she decided to change her major twice. Um, and then she's going currently for a marketing certificate, I believe, through their master's program. So oh, okay, that's what she's doing. She's doing good. Uh, got got good old Tommy boy, the cat, the actual you, the t- actual Thomas. Thomas. The reason why Alex meow is for Thomas because Katie started doing that when we had the peanut gallery in the basement. Yes, the Man, peanut gallery down in uh, the, the basement of Nana's. Long time. <laughs> that's been two years now, eh? Because I moved Since... here in 2019. I moved in 2019. Yeah. You mean since we did a show in the basement at Nana's? Yeah, it's been two years. At least. Yeah. I know we did a couple where I went over there because you couldn't make it to my apartment. Cause well, you were at your your old apartment, the one that you and Kelly had for about... That was two years. We were there for two, we were there for two years, yeah, so it's been so two years. So two years plus... So two years and change. Yeah, two years, and of course, I only did the podcast. I, I for, See, we didn't have time with Thomas because I would the show I would have loved to have talked about with him because we had we him... He was one of our first guests. Well, Steve Dangle was our first one. Steve Dangle was, was our first official one. first guest. Harrison Y, I think, was our second. Thomas came along because I totally forgot that he had his own podcast. And then once he once I found out, we blew it up with him. Of course, then again, Harrison, Thomas, and Peyton, the reason why they're probably members of the Five Timers Club is because we just ran them into the ground during the playoffs in the bubble, the bubble playoffs. We did. Well, I mean, it was it's what we, what we had to do. It's what we wanted we, to do. There we, was nothing we had, else we had, to do. Yes, that's how we got Stephen Ellis to come on board. I'm going to try to say as many guest names that we've had in the past because oh there goodness. is a lot. Let's. I could just go to the. Oh, yeah, go to the, the episode. The let's probably find it. Spotify. Um, we, that's the reason why. We, that's why I had to have Cody Jansen on last week because he would be the goaltender of our. I'd say ball hockey team because Thomas doesn't really skate so. And he would try to be goaltender. Hey, I play ball hockey. That's what I'm saying. He, but to, Cody would be you the have, goaltender because uh, he played you goal. You have Chris King. You have Isha Jerome. Oh, Isha Jerome was cool too. From, I did say that correct. Jerome, yeah, Jerome. Yep. Uh, from Vancouver Rachel Island. Anderson, Thomas Bianda, like we said, featuring a lot of people. <laughs> oh, that. Oh, which one was that? The Sabers are bad. So that uh, was the one. Jordan Deshane. Jordan Deshane. I had Louis Pannon. Zach Martin was. Well, that was, was a the other, on, show. What was the other one? Was that? Oh, this, that was my Bruce Levine on. I had one more person. Click the episode. Uh, click the episode. I here. forget it was Bruce Levine. Oh, that's my Peyton. And then you too. had Peyton too. Yeah. So there's like three or four. Okay, you can't put four names in a title because it won't fit. Right. Um. But there's that. But the the going back to the one I was to talk with Thomas was the that first pandemic episode. Literally, you didn't come. No. Because, well, pardon me, there was the one, so right after the NHL announced the pandemic, because we had done the episode the week before, it's, how is COVID going to affect the NHL? We're talking about what could happen. Then you came the next week, and then we did a show, really didn't know what we were doing. The next week, Thomas and I just talked for an hour and a half about anything. Just 90 minutes of him and I just talking. Right. Well, it's, I mean. It was, the, it, that's why, like, I can never say bad things about Thomas, because the fact that he stuck with that, he literally ended the show. I'm like, Tyler, it's we've been talking for 90 minutes. Can I go home? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, 100%. Um, so, yeah, who the heck is texting me right now? Who is? Uh, uh, let's see. I'm, gonna, oh. I'm just going to keep going down the list of oh. the, the people that uh, you've had on the show. Louis Pannon, Zach Martin, uh, Dan Rice with uh, Dan State Rice. of Hoppy. Oh, State of Hoppy. State of Hoppy is fun. That's the bummer about, see, this. that's the one Pat bummer. Pat Megaletti, uh, Tony oh. Ferrari. Uh, Laura Astorian, Matthew. You remember Laura? Rest of us, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, gotta have Cody Jansen, uh, yeah. Stephen Ellis, uh, the Curfew Boys. Uh, from Montreal. See, like I said, before you go, um, we'll go to break here in just a moment. Uh, you have to remember how to send us out a break, Alex. Um, yes. But the, the that's the one bar about my doing the new locked on Capitals is that I, while I do like update people on some of the national stuff, it's not the focus. My focus is obviously on 
right. Capitals. So that's the, being the one bummer. Like I'm going to bring on some people, um, you know, especially the, the Caps play a lot of teams in the Metro. I yeah. actually am going to be on the Locked On Flyers show tomorrow to talk oh, about okay. to do a little interdivisional preview with Rachel over there. That's going to be cool. But I'm just like you could talk about some of the allegations going towards them too. <laughs> Oh, uh, we'll, we'll probably talk about that in a little bit later on. Yeah, we're going to talk about boy, that. Oh, boy. We have to talk about that. Uh, I spent my morning this... I, I was looking at, you know, TSN and, you know... We'll NHL. get to it. And I was like... We'll get to it. But, um... Read off this headline and Katie was like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, no. I, but that's the thing is, like, I'm gonna I'm not going to be able to do as much national stuff. And like I said, maybe something comes up later on down the line. Maybe Alex gets bored in Battle Crick or whatever. Battle Crick. I mean, well, I mean, this with the job that I'll have, I, during actual hockey season, I will have... Um, evenings kind of to myself in theory. Will ya, Alex? Um, will ya? I definitely won't be doing as much during the offseason, but, you know, the one thing I will say about this is, you know, pushing the forward show before, pushing the show forward before we go to break is that Tyler has cultivated this fantastic product for Don't you guys. Don't you dare pump my tires now. I'm going to pump your tires <laughs> because he spent a lot of time energy and money into making sure that you he's see got this a mic fantastic here, microphone he's got he's got the well, headset this I, this I didn't purchase I didn't this purchase. he didn't purchase all these cords but, though you know the camera making sure that your laptop you know, my laptop you know making this mug he did full production of obs this thumbtack everything that you see you know other than the logo itself it was designed for us um but all that kind of stuff he did and he made a very very quality product about that and you know my ego's big enough, Alex. I don't need this. Moving forward, <laughs> if we decided to push with me being the host, you know, permanently for an extended period of time, Whoa! If something comes up. If you wanted to come back, Alex, don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I told everyone this is gonna be the most Mick Foley retirement in the history of mankind. I'm we will saying, come back at mankind. Get it? Mankind. Get it? it yes. Yes. Blah blah blah. Like blah, blah. three weeks from now, we're back and we'll be like all this sappy BS that we're doing today. I'll just say this: the show is gonna have to have. Good quality consistently, and that's why he's ran it so well. So if I run it, you stop or it. if we run it together, Tell we want to make sure that's done nice properly. So with that, we're <laughs> going to go to break here. Uh, we have none other than Harrison Watt coming on here. Going to talk about Ferris State as well as some CCHA hockey. That's just college hockey for uh, us. Central people. Collegiate Hockey Association. And with that, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Turn me up first. <laughs> I, listen, it's the last show, and I don't want to turn the mic on anymore. And we are back here on the Keel Show here on Twelve Ounce Sports. Uh, thank, thank you once again, Thomas Biondo, for being on talking about Detroit hockey. Now, our next guest, another member of the Five Timers Club, the alternate captain of the Five the Timers alternate Club, captain the man of, who lost the Detroit Battle Trivia Battle of the Century. Battle. Yes, the alternate captain, the. Uh, would you prefer left wing or right wing on, on the first line there, Harrison? Uh, which side doesn't play defense? Whatever side that is, that's where I belong. I'll say left wing in I, that case then. I feel like we'd be on defense. Anyways. The left, the starting left winger uh, for the Kiel Show ball hockey team at some sort of charity classic sometime five years in the future. None other than the Ferris State play-by-play voice, the voice of the Bulldogs, Harrison Watt. On for a 95th time. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, the five timers club times X, Y, and Z plus two carry the five and then add whatever makes it 95. Cubic feet. Throw a three up there. Exactly. Throw a yes. three up there in the corner. <laughs> Harrison, how you doing, man? 
I'm not bad. Uh, it was a good weekend, so I'm, I'm excited. To, excited to be on. Excited. Uh, excited we got through that weekend in good order and stayed healthy and got a win. Well, the craze. So for those that don't know, for those that are dumb and don't follow college hockey, Ferris had a Saturday Sunday weekend. That's why I was confused with Harrison. I totally forgot they played on Sunday. They played the Miami Redhawks. You lose seven four on Saturday. Tough one, wild game. Sunday though, it happened for the first time. In 19 months, the Ferris State Bulldogs defeated a Division I team when they beat the Red Hawks in overtime. Stephon Picorni, the game winner. And I got to hear Harrison's call. Harrison, a great call as always. And you almost lost your voice at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, I also I also tackled my color guy. I feel kind of bad about it. Um, yeah, the new guy brings I, in, he tackles the intern. <laughs> it's fine. When I, when I turned sideways, my... Uh, my entire right arm was tangled in the wire to his headset, like in a knot you couldn't even imagine. And I, his headset's off, like in his hand. He's like looking at me, like, "What? Are you okay?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." When you when you interviewed Put his headset cord into a figure four hand lock, no bows. <laughs> when you interviewed him, did you say, "Hey, when we win, I'm gonna probably punch you in the face"? <laughs> <laughs> no, I see. I didn't know that it was gonna. Well, I, I think maybe I can start with the story of how the game ended so yeah. that it makes sense as to why I did this. So um, we're down 2-1 going into the third. And then I thought, you know, in the third period when bad teams are down, I feel like they play helter-skelter and try and do everything they can to, you know, get back in the game. They make they make more mistakes. We kind of played like it was like a downhill running game in the fourth quarter of a football game. Like we, we didn't panic. But I, we started to take over and dominate the period. We tied the game with about um, three and a half minutes to go. We drew a penalty. Then we drew another one, which probably should have been a five-minute major, looking back at it. So we're on a five-on-three, and I'm like, all right, five-on-three, inside two minutes to go. We're in good shape. And we take the lead. Still on the power play for the rest of regulation, and then it was going to be like nine seconds into overtime. So... We have the power play still Miami pulls their goalie. It's five on five. And there was a weird change and we had four forwards out there and we blew a coverage in front of the net and Miami ties the game. And I'm like looking around, like, how do they do that? Like, you've got to be kidding me. Here we go again. I'm like literally at this point about to throw myself out of the press box, like right out the front. Well, it's not that hard. It's pretty open. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, just walk over the ledge. Just swan dive. <laughs> we go to overtime. I'm like, all right, as long as we win the opening faceoff, we're on a power play still. We can get down the ice, get in the offensive zone, establish a little possession. Well, we don't. Then we take a penalty. Our best penalty killing forward is going to the box. Oh. So now Miami is cycling the puck around in our end. And I'm like, oh, it's just a matter of time. There's so much space. They got a couple of really good power play weapons. And they throw a bad pass across the slot. Uh, Blake Evanau got a good stick on it. We go up the ice. And McCorney is just trying to get the puck into a spot that's going to allow us to get a few new bodies on the ice and just kill a little time. We still have like a minute left in the penalty kill. Throws it on goal, and the goalie kicks it out to the like to his right. And I'm looking at it, I was like, that was a really bad rebound. And before I knew it, McCorney had jumped around the guy and thrown it on goal. And I was like, we won? <laughs> like, how do you score shorthanded four on three? No, like, after all the momentum turned the opposite direction, we won. And so that's why I went nuts. Cause I was, you know, four on three penalty killing overtime. I'm looking around like, uh, 
man. Well, I'm going home disappointed for another week, yeah. but no, not, not, not today. And pokey to pokey's credit, it was an unbelievable play. I mean, he really, he really showed off the hard work he did in the off season to get himself ready to make that, to, to get around the guy after throwing it on goal was, um, if you watch it a few times, it's not easy what he did. No. Yeah. I definitely think that goal is going to be, uh, practicing where exactly he puts his rebounds from now on. Use your on. stick, kids. Always, that's what Joe Messina always said. Stick, placement, direct the rebound in the corners. Don't kick him out into the high slot, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, it's, it's I, I can't, I couldn't, I was trying to think as you were going through that story, Harrison, I was trying to think what movie it was from. It was a sports movie, but it was like the thought of, we won? We won! We did it! We, we won? It. I can't believe it. Well, I uh, feel bad. I feel bad saying it like that because, like Tyler, you've been to a bunch of the games. Like we've been a lot in a lot of those games. And like, were you with the one against Minnesota State where we almost won last year and then lost in oh, overtime? Well, that last year was painful. I was there for probably I think half the home games. And well, there don't forget there was Northern Michigan too. Northern yeah. Michigan went to overtime, mm-hmm. and that was a game that we thought like this could be it because Northern Northern was good, but they weren't as good as they had been in the past. And then they take on Minnesota State. Dryden McKay had only given up three or more goals up until that point once. He had a goals against average, Alex, heading to that game below one for the season, and he was the number one guy. Oh he, he should have won the Richter. He should have won. I don't care what anyone says. He should have been the Richter, since, especially since he was just a Hobie Baker finalist as it was. But that's another time we're there. But the, that game, because here's the crazy part, and this is why a lot of people blew up on my Twitter, he got pulled in that game. Dryden McKay was pulled from a game, Alex, that he started, which was unfathomable. Alex, it was more likely to find out that Obi-Wan Kenobi was the bad guy in the Star Wars saga. That was more likely to happen than Dryden McKay getting pulled. However, he gets pulled, think, oh, oh my gosh, the Bulldogs are going to do this. And then they come storming back, the Mavericks have to ruin it for everybody, and well, win it in overtime. Well, I, I, I guess that I mean, when you put it that way, with with Obi Wan Kenobi being seen as the the bad guy, you you really put it into perspective. Don't you I'm that? just saying that's that's the best <laughs> reference I can go off the top of my head right now, Harrison. Fair enough. But I mean, I, I look at it and like we were in a lot of these games. It's not like we got blown out every night. Like we played good teams hard. The guys kept working hard. The attitude was never bad. It's not like it was like we were just some sad sack team that like couldn't keep up with people. Like we just you know we had bad breaks. We were young. Bad things happened. But I think eventually you just win that game and. It was funny because I went into the locker room after and kind of wondered what the guys were going to be like. And it was less of, um, oh, my God, we finally won, and more of, this isn't a big deal. We need to be doing this every week. So I, th- right. I think they got the right attitude. And <laughs> we're in better shape. We're more talented than we were a year ago. And, um, yeah, I, I feel good. I feel pretty good about this team. And that's that's a Miami team that's not bad. They're well coached. They're hard to play against. So right. I, I'm I mean, really happy with that win. And Harrison, too to the Bulldogs credit, they've at at the very least in my eyes, maybe it's just because I'm just down the highway from you. Ferris he lives all, in Grand Rapids, you know now, right? Well, he I'm, lives he lives talking a- talking <laughs> about the Ferris State University. Ah, you big know, Rapids, taking, yes. you know, at US one thirty one up north. Yes. You can take M thirty seven if you want to, if you want to take eh, waste four I pre- hours. I prefer one thirty one. It's just okay. a lot prettier. Anyways. Anyways, <laughs> I've always thought of, you know, Ferris State's just been one of those teams that they're they're really good. They're just you know, there's kind of like a not a disconnect there's just like a weird gray area where it's like you have the the best teams of college hockey and you have like 
kind of that like weird area where you don't I mean they're you're a good team, but you know, no one really outside of your state that knows your team well is gonna really think, Oh, I mean, fair state. I mean, unless like Tyler, you follow college hockey very well, Harrison. Just kinda, because I mean works it's, it. it's it's kind of your job, so you have to. But I've always thought, you know, Ferris State's a really good hockey team. Like, I mean, if you go, if you guys wanted to play an exhibition game versus Davenport's D one team, you, it, it would be a twenty one to nothing game, and I would cheer every second of it. And even Paul Loudon will cry. Hey, you know what? He <laughs> would because you know I was like, I used to be on that team. I used to be all time leading goal scorer <laughs> and point scorer for Ferris State University, Paul Loudon. But yes, sir. So you just you guys have this good culture around this team. And like you, you took a quick sec, tech second to talk about it. You know, you have a lot of good expectations for this season and this team, right? Because you're a lot stronger than you were last year. Where do you think this team's going to go as far as, you know, wins versus losses? Do you think there's a few key players that someone like myself, who's not a, you know, I watch every single Bulldog game. Are there a couple players that I should keep my eye on? Um, you know, what's the season going to be looking like for Ferris State Hockey? I'm I'm an optimist and people are probably going to call me crazy, but there's a path to there's a path to 18 to 20 wins there this year. I mean, it's not going to be easy by any stretch, but if our guys are going to play like they did in the third period last night and then the first period the other night, um, you know, I, I think the sky's kind of the limit for this team. And people, the one thing is people aren't going to be expecting us because they they looked at it as well they'll play us hard, but they'll make a mistake when it matters and they'll lose. Like that's, that's just kind of what teams are for whatever reason expecting. And sure. I don't know that that's going to be the case anymore. So I don't, I think we're a hard out. Um, whether we finish in the, you know, the middle part of the conference or a little bit higher, I don't really know. It's, it's going to be a tough league to see the CCHA is off to a good start. We get, we got some work to do. I mean, that's the other thing is not like they're going to be easy games we're playing, but I feel pretty good. Um, just about the way that things are going right now. As for guys to look out for, God, it's it's weird. We we have it almost feels like we got like sixteen or seventeen guys that are fairly equal skill that have you know different high end talents. I like Marshall Moyes a lot. Um, when he's healthy, he's just really tough. He's tough to mark. He's fast. He's big. He's strong. Good shot. Two thirty now. Marsh. Yeah. No. Huh. But he's matured a lot. Um, you could, in, in a lot of ways, you could make that joke. But he has matured a lot as a player, as a, as a man. Um, he's a good dude. Uh, I think you guys, I mean, Pokorny's goal was just kind of the tip of the iceberg last night. Uh, he's a good centerman. He's hard to play against. He likes to dish out punishment when he has the puck, which I kind of enjoy watching. It's pretty funny to see him want to hit everything in sight. Um, Justin McCallion uh, is a tough, tough player to play against. Good scorer. I mean, we, we got a lot of guys on the blue line. We got some guys that really showed out last year. Ben Schulteis, um, when he was playing 30 minutes a night as a freshman with no division one strength and conditioning, because we didn't have a preseason last year to do it. Right. And he, you know, he comported himself pretty well. I mean, he's, he, he was really good this weekend too. I mean, he's probably our best, uh, all around defenseman right now. Justin McKillian's twin brother joined us from Robert Morris, really good offensive defenseman big one-timer. So there are a lot of guys to watch. Um, the goaltending looks better. Logan Stein, I thought was, I mean, he was excellent last night. He made, he made a couple of saves that, I mean, it was the best he's looked since he's been here. And we had high expectations when he got here last year and just really got in the weight room, uh, got in really good shape. And I liked it a lot. So 
I think the sky's the limit. I think we got a lot of good pieces. It's just a matter of can we consistently come out every night and give that same type of third period effort we gave. And not that the other periods are bad, but, you know, I thought our third period, we, you know, we just imposed our will on a, a team that was you know, really well coached, hyper aggressive and hard to play against. I'm just writing down these notes for this Saturday. Harrison says this about this guy and this about that guy. Perfect. Got it. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Well, I mean, you say you got 16 and 17 guys that have like certain key features, but they're at that kind of same level. I would take that team any day versus, you know, teams that, oh, they have a guy. I mean, a guy. Even, even in college hockey, you know, when you compare it to pros, you're going to have people that go down with injury, you know, sickness, you know, how things will play out if there's any sort of like COVID going around campus, that kind of stuff. You'll have to, you know, kind of fill in the blanks here and there. But when you have an equally matched or an equal like playing field as far as, you know, hey, I have all these guys that know how to do their jobs and they can do it well. That's something that I like to see. Um, but we do have a question for you. A fan question, if you will. A fan question, if you will. Um, Peyton asks, uh, what or excuse me, ask him about calling a game on the couch. So, Harrison, <laughs> God. what was it like it. calling a Payne's watching, hockey man. game on the couch? <laughs> it was the mo- It was borderline one of the most miserable experiences of my life. I can't even begin to tell you how much I hated it. Like, <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> it, was, it was so bad. So, um, backstory: what happened is um, this would have been January. We were getting ready to play Bowling Green, and actually, what happened? We had just finished a hockey game the night I was working. I don't remember who we played, but um, I was getting ready to leave the rink. Somebody asked me to work basketball, and I was like, yeah, okay. So I stuck around to work basketball. At that time, um, I just moved to Grand Rapids, so I had an hour commute. So I was like, this is really going to make my night late. And I sat next to a couple people. Um, I was doing PA because our PA guy just didn't show up. And the next morning I came in and found out that the person I was sitting next to had tested positive for COVID. Oh, geez. And so our athletic trainer looked at me and he goes, you got to go home. You're in quarantine. I got driven an hour up and he found out two minutes before I walked in the door. Oh. And so I, tur- I turn around and go home. I'm, I'm pissed. Like I'm, I'm livid at this point because not only am I in quarantine, but I had slept next to at that time, my girlfriend, now my fiance all night. So I'm like, all right, well, if I was exposed to it, she's definitely exposed to it. So, you know, we were concerned for our safety for a little bit. We kept testing and we kept testing negative. That was the good news, but it meant I was going to miss two home broadcasts against Bowling Green and two road broadcasts at Huntsville. And I, you know, kind of looking forward to the Huntsville trip, you know, nicer weather. And I think it was in the seventies when our guys went. Um, that's so, just me. That's just me. <laughs> yeah. But at that time it was kind of miserable weather up here. So I was like, I'll be nice for a weekend. Um, so I decided, you know, the first two games, the home games, I can't call them from my couch. Uh, we don't have the infrastructure to do it and make the TV stream work. So my boss called them. Yep. Robin, um, uh, Robin Sandy, right? Yep. Rob Bentley, Sandy Golson. They did a really good job especially for people that haven't called a lot of hockey before. Right. Um, Rob used a lot of football terminology, which made me laugh. <laughs> had a good time with that because he's a football broadcaster. Um, and then the next weekend, I had my broadcast gear. I set up my, my living room um, into a broadcast studio. I 
I think I nailed a blanket um, over the big arch into our living room to dampen the sound so it didn't sound terrible. I used another laptop to pipe in music Ah. so that it sounded like I was in a rink and ice noises. Um, And I actually had Casey, my fiance, doing it, which she wasn't really entertained about. (laughs) So she's in the living room with me. She probably just gave me the eyeball. I'm like, I hate that I'm here. Click, click, click. I kept saying that too on the air. And uh, I think I referenced Murph, the pup commentator, my dog, a few times, who uh, was chewing on my headset cord at one point. Oh, that would have been um, something. Yeah, that's no good. So I'm, I'm on the couch, uh, live stream, doing off Wi-Fi too, which I usually don't do um, because the connection is not as good. So I'm, do, I'm doing this game. The stream, the camera work was a little choppy, hard to watch. And, you know, puck is going out of focus and it's too wide. It's, you know, I can't see players perfectly the way I want to. And I'm just, you know, it's miserable. And we didn't play very well either, which made it worse. Um, Don't tell Peyton that. He's got a different story on that side. Yeah. So the first night we, uh, first night we scored late twice to take two late leads, blew them both. One of them with two seconds to go and then lost in overtime. Yep. Um, The next night we just were flat and didn't play well. Um, lost two nothing, and it was hard. I was. I think the result made it worse. Um, actually, you know what the worst part was? Was I was in such a bad mood after uh, after the second game. I was like, you know what? I really want a frosty. Like the only thing in the world I want is a frosty right now. Me so I get in the car. I go over to Wendy's. Wendy's is closed. Oh. I drive ten miles to the one on Alpine. We don't have ice cream right now. And I threw. Oh, yeah. My ice cream machine's broken at nighttime. Don't you know that? I threw a fit. Like, I was I was miserable to be around. I was like, I got to get out of this quarantine. This is the worst. And No, it's not fun. You're not in the rink. It sucks. It's, yeah. it's the worst. It's the worst way to call hockey games. So, Peyton, um, I hope you never have to do that. And <laughs> if you do, I hope your team doesn't uh, throw away a couple of one-goal leads in the last minute of regulation. Uh, he's got something to say about that. We got him in a little about over half hour time here, but uh, it's oh, yeah. that. I, well, I actually did do one. So the senior night for D3, when they played D2, I was in quarantine as well because there was contact tracing and whatnot. So we had the camera there. Call uh, We literally did a Google meet where the camera was at the rink. It was connected to my, to the cam. So the sound was, everything was coming from the rink. They, it came back to my laptop. I broadcasted the game from my couch Difference though, but Harrison, he's talking about calling off a computer. I had my fifty-nine inch TV that I could yeah. see, so that was very that was the nice part. I was able to sit there and call the game, or whatever. So there was still a little bit of crowd noise and whatnot. And everyone's like, "Wait, you weren't at the game last? Like when I came back the next week? Because at that point, I've been out. I'm like, oh, Tyler, you called the game? Like I I didn't know you weren't there. It sounded like you were there. And I'm like, thanks. I didn't know what the heck was going on. But I could tell who shot and scored and whatnot. Hey, that uh, was the point. I mean, you know, it's magic. yeah, yeah. I mean, you gotta make it seem like you don't know. I have a good size TV in my living room, but um, yeah, the camera quality. I'm, I'm not going to get too deep into the weeds. I don't want to rip on anybody, but uh, oh, Peyton camera will, Peyton was, will for you. <laughs> camera quality was lacking. Um, it was tough to watch. And then there was the worst part was uh, they had a camera like in the corner, like on the glass yep. that they kept going down to during play, and then the play would go to the other end of the ice, and, and I would just start. Switch. <laughs> I would I would just start making stuff up. Like, I was like, this person passes, to the, and then they'd come back down the ice. I was like, oh, that person wasn't on the ice. And I was just making it up the whole time. 
Quick line change. Quick line change. The, the perfect, <laughs> the perfect uh, radio part there. Um, so let's before we let you go, Harrison, we got a little bit more time with you. Let's get into the CCHA in general here. Obviously, it's the return of it, a much anticipated return for a lot of us. That's what we grew up on. We yes, watched CCHA absolutely. on Fox Sports Detroit on every Friday night. CCHA it seemed like hockey. Well, of course, it's a little bit of a different outlook. Ferris, Lake State, and Bowling Green, I believe. Well, I, well, Northern was in the CCHA for a minute. Uh, actually, no, they were at the end. Uh, Tech was not. but So there's only a few teams from the original CCHA that we all knew, Harrison, and you did as well. But it, it's great to have it back. Obviously, we talked with Pat Micheletti about it as well, and according to you. And, and of course, uh, guy, one of the guys running up there, one of the big wigs up there, Dominic Hennig, former Fair State broadcaster, was Fair State's broadcaster during a time in the CCHA. Let's kind of look at the, the conference here. It's... Pr- it's a lot of it is the WCHA from last year. A couple teams obviously out. St. Thomas, the only real new team in. Let's let's go from the let's go from the bottom to the top here. And I only say the bottom because unfortunately St. Thomas had to go up against St. Cloud State this past weekend. Uh, didn't go too well. Harrison, what do you think about the Tommies coming up here? I mean, it's a first year program. They jump from Division three to Division one. That is not an easy jump no, for any not. for even the best Division three teams. Yeah, I think they're going to be better than a lot of people think, though. Um, you got to remember a couple things. One, St. Cloud State's the defending national runner-up. They graduated like nobody. Like they're mad. Like they're just out to get people. They're <laughs> they're going to do they're going to do that to good teams. Like they're good. They're a really good team. And you know that's maybe kind of an unfortunate bounce for St. Thomas to start their season up. But like I think St. Thomas can be better than a lot of people think. I think they got a good coaching staff. Uh, they hit the transfer portal. Um, so they got some good guys in there. I, you know, I, I don't think they're going to be an easy out as the season goes on and it's a program that'll grow. It's a really, really beautiful campus. Um, they're going to have a new rink at some point. Uh, they're in the twin cities. Um, so I, I feel, I feel pretty good about them too. I don't think, you know, they might struggle at times just because they're a new program, but it's not like, you know, some programs that have popped up in years past that have been in non-traditional hockey markets that can't really sustain it. Like they're going to be, they're going to be okay. Um, I think sooner sooner than later they're going to make a lot of noise. Yeah, and I think that's something that we you know do need to look at. I mean, I I'm I'm new to this. I, I, so when I talk about this stuff, <laughs> here comes I'm, the I'm, full I'm, I'm outsider, like Alex. A, I'm going to sound like an amateur, but I am excited. You are. Technically, I, we are in this. Well, for this yes, show, we are. Yes, yeah. yes, we are. We are. I'm not. I'm definitely not paid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, seeing this new CCHA, um, you know, being right. Because I mean, this is the first season that we are seeing in this new rebrand. Um, I'm very excited for it. Moving to some of the you know more home uh, teams, we have Northern Michigan. Um, that's something I, I don't really like. Northern Michigan. Gotta be honest with you. Is that a Davenport thing? Not really. No, I just, just don't <laughs> like them. I I don't know. It's maybe it's just the fact that I'm from the Lower Peninsula of Michigan. Wow, just completely like not Eastern bias, kids. Lower Peninsula not, bias here. It's in southern, the show. southern bias here in Michigan. Southern bias. Northern Michigan is the, is, is the is the <laughs> you is, are <laughs> you are a bridge troll, Alex. Hey, hey, fine. I am okay with being a bridge troll. I will go on all of the messaging boards and be like Northern Michigan. Get to your question, good. Alex. <laughs> Holy, I forgot my question was. Northern Michigan. <laughs> um, Northern Michigan. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's the question. Northern Michigan. <laughs> um, I think they, I think they've got a brilliant coach. I've got a lot of respect for him. He's a he's a really, um, really good tactician, good recruiter. He's done a lot to upgrade uh, some of the stuff they have there. 
Um, they've got a great broadcast production in terms of their, their camera and stuff like that. Um, their, their camera equipment. It's, it's a good place. I like it. The only thing I don't like is the Olympic ice. It's too big for me. Um, especially when you go from everywhere else is, you know, not Olympic ice and you got to go play up there. It's, you have to practice for it and adjust for it. It's, that part's not always very much fun, but no, I, um, I have a lot of respect for that program. They play kind of a high octane style. Um, you know, one of the things I respect about Grant Patoni is he's a, he's up in Marquette and he's, you know, he's working the trail in Minnesota recruiting against all those other Minnesota schools in Wisconsin, North Dakota. Like he's not afraid to, you know, elbow his way in there and go get some good players out of Minnesota. And that's not easy to do. Um, you know, maybe a little easier from where he is, as opposed to where our program is, where there's a lake separating us and a little quicker drive from where he is. And he's obviously got a lot more familiarity with the area and, we've done really well with our Michigan players. Um, we've gone out of state. We've got some Europeans, but no, he's done a good job up there. Um, I have a lot of respect for him. Grant's a good guy. Yeah. And I mean, just to, just to make sure I have the, my information correct. Minnesota, the golden Gophers, they also play on Olympic. And Mooch, ice, yeah. Yeah. 3M. Yeah. I think that's yeah. Olympic. They do. It, yeah. it actually feels, it actually feels like it's even bigger than Olympic when you're out there. It's, I mean, it's an, ocean oh, you watch it on tv and it, it i we talked about this with pat micheletti it looks bigger it just looks massive and i don't know if it's because the big m the maroon and gold logo they have or the fact that it's, but then again mariucci is one of the biggest rinks in the, all of college hockey uh we're moving over to lake state here staying in the up here for a moment we're gonna go i'm gonna put on the uper hat alex is gonna stay over here with his bridge trollness uh lake superior state really shocked a few teams they jumped all the way up into second in the conference last year and, you know, you and I talked about them. We we knew they were a good team, but we didn't know how good they were going to be against everyone else in the WCHA. What is gonna, What are they bringing back to the CCHA now? Do you think they can finish as high up, or do you think they may regress a little bit with a little bit of turnover? Well, I think everyone can. It's not going to be anywhere near as easy as it was. Not that it was easy a year ago. Um, they, they've <clears throat> had some guys transfer out, guys transfer in. I mean, it's a different look. Um, they had a great goaltender that graduated. I don't know a lot about their current goaltending situation. I haven't gotten to see them very much. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you know, still recovering from those games yesterday, guys. Yeah. It's okay. Give him a, give him a yeah. break there. Give him, give him a couple seconds. Damon Witten uh, just picked up his 100th win as Lake State's head coach. Um, you know, it was kind of a slow build for them. They, they took a little while to get it up and going, but they're playing his style. They're tough to play against. I mean, they are just tough. They, they've had some really good guys on the blue line the last few years, and you know, for a while, they were just this team that would run at you and um, take massive risks. And, you know, you could, you could get behind them defensively. Like, they, they would make enough mistakes where you could do that. But, I mean, they totally, like, flipped the script the last few years. And now they're, like, just miserable to play against um, when you're going up the ice with the puck. It's, it, they're just hard to play against. And, you know, it's a style that can win you a lot of playoff games. Um, it's something that Michigan Tech has done a lot of over, over the last several years. They've done a good job of it. And uh, it's a good way to build your program. Uh, to win games and they've recruited well enough to do it so I don't know whether or not they can finish that high I need to see them a couple times before I could answer that question um, yeah they're a good team they're hard to play against yeah and coming in with you know the reputation that they do have as you know a, num- a multiple time NCAA quarterfinalist you know CCHA league champion three time um, national champions now granted all three of them were kind of a uh, Funny if you if anyone ever has actually watched those eighty eight well the eighty eight ninety two games in particular were a little uh, controversial. But my... in any case, they do have that kind of 
in their back pocket of having that long history of success to some sort of degree. Moving over to Michigan Tech. Oh, and um, before we go on to any other state in this great union, uh, Joe Sean, the head coach, great guy. What do they, you know, have to offer for, you know, this season as far as the program goes? You know, how do you think, you know, recruiting's been for them, that kind of stuff? There are a lot of whispers that this is the team that's going to be um, the team that kind of shocks the country. And it's not going to really shock anybody in the CCHA, but, you know, they're, they're one of the biggest size-wise teams they've ever had. They've got some really good skill. Um, they're always going to play within their tight defensive system. Uh, whether that whether they're going to go forward and uh, score a bunch of goals, it's hard to, it's hard to know until you see much of them. Um, but it's a team I think is uh, got NCAA tournament aspirations, and like again, they're hard to play against. And that's um, that's one of my favorite rinks in the world. Like <laughs> if you ever get the chance to go to a Michigan Tech game, it's so much fun. Like I probably shouldn't say that with Fair State signing my paychecks, but. You tell um, me that. You tell me that every single time, Harrison. If you ever get a chance, we got to go up. We got to go up to Houghton, and I'm like, all right, it's, we'll it's go a, up. It's a it's a bucket list rink. It really is. Yeah. Like it's, um, you know, I'm gonna I'm going to Lawson this weekend. You're going to be at Lawson. You know, when you're hanging over the Lawson Lunatics, the student section, they're they're chanting some pretty foul stuff, like <laughs> stuff that's not safe for radio. Do you, do you use a crowd um, mic at Lawson? Uh I made the mistake of doing it my first time. I don't do it anymore. Yeah, probably <laughs> I should. Picked up some stuff. I mean, um, Michigan Tech, they've got the, the Mitch's Misfits, looks like. So it's got, yeah. it's like but the, you're not next. he's not next to them, though. Well, no, but in any case, <laughs> no. it's like the, the North, you know, it's the UP's Western Michigan, I guess. Oh, don't don't tell them that. Oh, I, I want to make them mad. <laughs> to, a, to a point, but here's the thing that I love about them is everything they do is clean. Like, the, the thing that makes it funny to me is that they're able to do it creatively, have fun, rip on other teams, but they can do it clean, which is like clean comedy is not easy to do. Like ask Jim Gaffigan, like how many times do you think he's <laughs> wanted to start dropping F-bombs to sell more records? Like, Mother! Yeah. Yeah. Just no, I mean, they're, Richard they're, Pryor on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other thing is they're super nice people. So like you're walking up through the crowd, everyone wants to shake your hand and say hello. The pep band is really funny. Um, it, it's a great, it's like a party when you're there. I mean, I went for winter carnival a few years ago and I had the time of my life and it's worth the eight hour trip. Plus, you know, the extra time it takes to get through the snow and anybody that's listening to this, if you've never been to a Michigan tech hockey game, uh, you got to get up there. It's, it's, um, it's a once in a lifetime experience. I would put it up there with playoff games at Joe Louis arena. I, I, well, cause I, I've experienced Michigan tech twice, not up in Houghton, but the two times I went to the GLI once as a fan, once as a reporter. And I can tell you, like, well, because the time I went was the second time when I was reporting for the hockey writers. That's when Ferris State was there. Michigan Tech beat Michigan in the final game. The crowd was about 75%. The arena was about, seven, I'd say, 60, 70% full. This was obviously pre pandemic, Alex. Right. And I remember, and it was, and you remember when you came to the game with us, it was literally majority Michigan Tech fans. Oh, even yeah. For like Michigan the entire week. travels well. That and is for I still remember the head coach of the University of Michigan, Mel Pearson. <laughs> it was like you mentioned like a playoff game it was like a Patrick Waugh stepped back in the Julius Arena oh. like that's how bad it was because they Mich- Michigan Tech's Pepperidge Farms they never forget sure and uh, this is going to be a good team again because I, I look at their goaltender in particular Mark Sinclair who one year almost made the more saves than any goaltender in college hockey and Blake Pietala who came on a lot last year as well so they're going to be I think a team like you mentioned Harrison they're going to be a team to watch let's jump a yeah. little oh go ahead sorry 
Yeah, no, the only other thing I was going to say is imagine that GLI energy times 100, and that's that's the Mac on a, in a blizzard, too. Like, you could get five feet of snow that day, and they would sell the place out. It's, it's, it's it always, I see the pictures, I see the videos, I see the images, and you're like, ah, it's got to go there. Let's go a little south here where it's not as cold and not as much snow. Bowling Green. A little. I, 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 you know, Harrison, I look at their roster and I say to myself, there's a little bit of turnover here. Now, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a couple guys, a couple new guys there, Cole Norris, um, but there's, there is this thing that says in my head, I'm like, man, because Bowling Green's offense at one point last season was world beaters. They would score five or six in a game. I think once they got into heavy conference schedule, they, went, they cooled off a little bit. But they, at one point early on in that season, were just hammering teams offensively, winning big. I don't. I look at this team and I'm like, I don't think it's going to happen this year with the Falcons. At least the same way it was last year. Well, it's the style that they coach. They tend to build kids like that. It's not just, um, you know, it's not. It's not always the kids you think. Sometimes there are kids that'll that'll pop up that um, that surprise the heck out of you. So you never know. Um, you know, Cole's there. Cole's an unbelievable kid. Um, I think that's a good get for them. And it's, you know, a function of uh, a grad degree he wanted and wanting to play with his brother, but uh, his brother ended up not being able to go um, this year. So it's, you know, it, there was like a, it's like a no hard feelings transfer. So we have, we, I actually talked to him about the goal that Michigan scored on them the other day, uh, just a few minutes ago. And uh, we still have a little fun. He was texting me last night during our game too. Um, you know, it's, it's a tough team to play. It's a tough building to play in. I don't know if you've ever been there. Um, it's loud. It has this, like, corrugated metal ceiling, so the sound just reflects. Like, it, it's bananas loud in there, like, even when they don't have, like, any fans. So, you know, it's a tough place to play. I, I really need to see them play before I can really judge them because, again, you said there's a lot of turnover. There is. Um, there's some freshmen last year that I really liked. I liked Ethan Scardino a lot. Um power forward type kind of reminds me of um he gives me like big johan franzen vibes um so you never know i mean in college hockey that could be really hard to play against right yeah they, they there's some big guys and i had i think i i went to bowling green when i was actually playing at davenport we were playing their club team and we had the ability to play them after the D, the ncaa team played so we got to see them play weekend set it at uh, against lake state there and that was pretty cool um let's let's get on over to minnesota for the final two teams here Right. I know we went, we start off with St. Thomas, I know, but we're going to jump on back here to yes. to this land of ten thousand lakes, Bemidji State. Bemidji State Beaver I, Hockey. I really, man, I thought that that was for some reason the way everything was shaping up last year. That was going to be the team to challenge for the conference title. Well, as we learned, we were wrong, right. um, at least at the end there. Uh, but this, you know, there's a lot of guys, the Sillinger brothers there. They have uh, returning. They have Alex Arulo. I mean. Uh, Willie Smolek is another is a year older. This has got a lot of turnover, but I think for me the the big thing that I see is I don't see Zach Driscoll there anymore, and I really wonder what the goaltending situation is going to be like with Bemidji State. I don't because every year I've been here, I wonder that, and they're always good. They'll find some. One of them will pop up and be good. I, I don't really worry too much about that. And even if uh, even if none of them are great. Um, They'll have the defensive systems because that's what Tom Saratori does best to cover some of that up. So, I mean, like you said, they got some really good the cylinders and everybody back. I mean, uh, they did lose a couple guys, but, you know, that's another team. You keep hearing the theme hard to play against, and that's kind of what our league is. But, right. um, 
going and playing them is like playing. I'm trying to think of a really good example. I'm trying to think of a football team that just has like a downhill running game that can just grind the heck out of you for four quarters and just be annoying. South Haven and, high school football. Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> that's just, that's no. not Notre Dame. Definitely not Notre Dame. But it's like, it's like four yards in a cloud of dust against them. Yep. And it's, and it's automatic Navy. Automatic. There I mean, they're, they're Navy? so, yeah. they're so good at it. Um, so, you know, it, it's not always the prettiest hockey. They do have some high skill guys, but uh, they'll grind you down and, They'll find ways to win. So I'm not really worried about them there. I mean, they went to North Dakota and uh, yeah, only lost by one. one. It, was a one it was a one, one game for most of the, most of the night. And the, the one thing about them is whenever they get into a game like that against a really high end program with high end talent, they play them straight up and they all have issues with them. So in big games, when it matters, definitely uh, a team I trust. Um, see if they can get over the playoff hunt this year. Yeah, and they are going to be hosting, even though they did lose in that exhibition to North Dakota, the Fighting Hawks, they are going to be hosting uh, good old Minnesota Duluth for a back-to-back there. And then finally... Oh, well, Duluth's not that good, right? They're not that good. No, no. Pat no Mac- I've Pat, never heard of them. Never, never heard of them. Pat, Pat Micheletti says they're the worst team in the state. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Well, you know what team that we have heard of is Minnesota State. The, Aha! The, 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 the state team of Minnesota. Uh, the Mavericks. They, they actually uh, beat the defending national champion UMass this weekend. What is this team looking like, especially with coming off such a huge win? And Dryden McKay. And Dryden McKay. Yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, they swept him on the road on Banner Weekend in front of a sold-out crowd the first night. They were down 3 nothing the second night and pounded him with six straight goals. Like, so... Allowing well, three goals is a weird thing, Alex. They're down in Mankato. Really? Yeah, they um, they lost a lot of guys. Um, they brought back a couple of uh, super seniors with COVID. So I kind of wondered what they were going to look like right away, but um, I don't really wonder anymore. I, I think they're pretty darn good. Um, I mean, especially with a 6-3 to three win. Come on now. And the most annoying thing, and I, I joke with Mike Hastings about this when I see him, is it's like, you know, okay, finally, they graduated. I'm going to date myself with this name a little bit. Oh, finally, they graduated Bryce Gervais. Oh, we have C.J. Franklin. Oh, finally, they graduated C.J. Franklin. Oh, how about Connor Mackey for you? Would you like him? Like they Teddy just Bluger. like every, don't forget Teddy Bluger. Teddy Bluger, like they just they they get these good guys. They have 150 points. They graduate, and you're like, oh, thank God that guy's gone. And then, you know, we usually don't see him at least until November, which is when we're going to see him this year. Um, so like you wonder the first month, what are they going to be like? And then they come to town in November, and there's a guy that's like two points per game. You're like who is this? I've never heard of this guy before. And it's sometimes it's the people that he red shirts that develop in the system and. Um, Lucas Souter, um, was a guy that like, he was a freshman, just came out of left field. Julian Napravnik has come a long way. So, I mean, there, it doesn't really seem to matter who they graduate. There's just some other random guy that's good for 40 points that they're going to have in the next year anyway. So it's, you know, right. it, they're, they're impossible to plan for. I mean, they're, they're incredible. They play heavy. Um, it's a team that has high talent, but plays heavy hockey, which is, you know, it's, it's hard to play against. You saw it. They got to the four frozen four with it. And, um, just, if uh... not for. If not for a ridiculous goal, they're probably in the national championship. It's game. still, I, I, if I say this, if Minnesota State wins that game, Dryden McKay is the Hobie Baker Award winner. Potentially, well, I say it. I, I still think, say it. I think if Ferris State doesn't score four on him and have him pulled, he probably wins the Richter Award. Gosh darn it, guys! We ruined it for. Him. <laughs> wow, way to go! We to go. he could have had a .85 goals against average and a .993 save percentage. Nah, he's incredible. He's, yeah. and he's you know by all. By all uh, 
account's a great kid, and that doesn't happen to him almost ever. Gotta so set the shutout record this year, probably. Good. But the funny, th- the funny thing is, is he'll get that shutout record, and he'll be thinking about the one save that wasn't technically sound, and he'll be like, "Yeah, but you know." They'll ask, oh, you broke Ryan Miller's record. And he'll just be like, yeah, but did you see that one save in the first period? That wasn't that good. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of knob. I didn't catch it with the blocker. I caught it with the knob. It sounds like how I used to be. Yeah. yeah. And now yeah, I, but usually it was, you caught it with the knob and then ended up right behind you. That's so. true. It usually, went, it usually <laughs> ended up in the back of the net. You, I didn't have many shutouts uh, in my day. Um, no. Last, I will get you in for one more question, uh, Harrison, before we let you go. You did bring up the, the concept of the super senior is with the C- the CCHA, you know, you do have this list of teams that, you know, they're hard to play against. It's kind of the brand of hockey that you're going to be seeing with, you know, this new association. The concept of the super senior, is this going to be something that a lot of teams are going to have to look at as far as, yes, I mean, when you look at a stat sheet, it's just another player, but there are some cases that, you know, you could argue that a, a super senior is going to be a better player on the team is, I mean, yes, you have the kind of like they've been around the block a couple times. They know how this works, the traveling, that kind of stuff. They're not going to have any sort of freshman jitters that like something like that. But do you think that at the very least for the CCHA, the super seniors are going to be the, the real thing that separates some teams from others? I do. Um, and I'll give you a good example of somebody that's not a super senior and why my opinion is what it is on some of these guys. Like, um, Tyler, you're going to see a kid named Ronnie Adder this weekend for Western Michigan. Oh, yeah. I think, and some people are going to rip me for this. If you put Ronnie Adder in an NHL game right now, I think he would be more physically capable of handling it than Owen Power would. Um, right, right. The second, now that's not to say in the future that Owen Power is not going to surpass him, but, um, no, I mean like Ronnie Adder's older. He's taken longer to develop, um, He's taken kind of a longer path to develop, but he's he's older. He's got man strength at this point. He's hyper talented. Um, I think he was taken lower in the draft than he probably should have been. Um, and he's he's a phenomenal player. And I think you know one of the things about college hockey is you get these eighteen year olds at Michigan, and they're they're so much fun to watch. Like don't get me wrong, but they get into the NCAA tournament and they got to go play against a twenty four, sometimes twenty five year old grown man and you know you can't always like you can skill yourself into a lot of things but you get into those games where they game plan for you you got guys that have been around the block six more years than you like it's it's different there's a big difference between man strength and 18 year old skill and that's one of the biggest challenges of college hockey which is why i think makes it such a good developmental league because you're not just playing you know it's it's like why i like um draft prospects playing in sweden because you're playing against grown men. Um, and you really, you really are at this level playing against grown men. It's physical hockey. Um, you know, Michigan's going to do what they did last, uh, last weekend against Bowling Green, a bunch. They'll have some fun, some fun nights with some crazy, super talented goals. And then they're going to run up against an older team, a team like a Minnesota state, a team like a Bemidji state, um, or North Dakota, even who's kind of more in that mold. And, you know, they might get pushed around because they don't have man strength. I think there's something to be said for man strength. Yeah. And that, that's, I really, th- I mean, I thought Michigan last year could have made a deep run into the tournament, but I, unfortunately COVID got in the way with that. We'll see how it goes this year. We have been chatting it up today for the final time. Well, 
for now. For now. Uh, <laughs> with the alternate captain of the Five Timers Club here on the Cule Show, left winger on our ball hockey team, the voice of the Bulldogs, the Fair State Bulldogs, Harrison Watt. Harrison, thank you very much for taking your time. You were, I believe, if I can't remember if I'm exactly right, you were probably, I think, our second guest ever on this show years ago. You pretty much offered me to call Jack Hughes and the U.S. development team like the first time you met me, which I thought you were absolutely out of your mind, but you for some reason did it and you have stuck around ever since. So I thank you very much for always taking the time and chatting hockey, college hockey with us. And and I'm going to see you Friday and Saturday, but the folks here on 12 Ounce Sports may not see you for a while. So I just want to say thank you from Alex and I for everything you've done and for helping us out and, and giving us the best in the scholastic puck. Yes, sir. I'll see you this weekend, and uh, hopefully the dogs can come away with the win. Don't tell Robin Hook I said that, though. Uh, buddy, uh, I need to... Uh, I'll just knock on the listen, for you. Listen, I'm going to be there Saturday, and, and according to the email I received today, it is official. I will be there Saturday. Uh, so, if you know, as long as it's close. I just I love calling close games. Close games are fun. So, as long if you... Listen, Harrison, if, you're, if you want your team to win, that's fine. Just make it 4-3, 3-2, whatever. But if the Broncos win, I can't be mad at Hey, I like calling exciting hockey. I, give me a 6-7 game. We'll be good. Seven, no, Harrison they can't have a heart attack, and I have to go <laughs> call both games, okay? I can't do that. Listen, if the Broncos win, you and I are throwing down in the press box. Like Ooh. I just hope you know. I hope you know that. If you don't bring B dubs on Saturday, if you bring me this Jimmy John's stuff like you did a couple times that oh, last year, then we're gonna insane. throw down. Oh, there we go. Now you know exactly what you're getting for lunch. How about that? I'm getting Mancinos. <laughs> I don't even care what he brings. I'm getting Mancinos. Uh, Harrison, man, you take care. Tell Casey and the Murph we said hi, and I'll see you Friday, man. Will do. That was Harrison Watt, ladies and gentlemen. One of my favorite guys to talk to. Absolutely. One of the, I, one, one of the, the best. One of the best around, one of the best voices. Got over Al Randall and Scott Moore in both games he called the GLI. He says it's because of the fact that Michigan Tech's the host and it's a WCHA school at the time. Sure. I think it's BS. That's just me. Mm. I Don't call me biased because I'm his friend or whatever. I just think he's a really good voice. He, listen, he was an easy guy to work with, and that first game that I did with him was against actually Bemidji State in the 1920 season. They sure. won. I came in with the notes that I was given. I tried my best. I, I, I should not have been called being doing color for that game Harrison carried me through it well he get, he let me do literally I did I was full hockey cliche Tyler that night just the simplest things I analyzed the goaltenders the defense whatever but like, oh yeah you gotta make the smart play I get the puck out of the zone you gotta get the puck in deep you gotta get traffic in front of the goaltender you gotta make it hard on Zach Driscoll oh nice save there by Austin Shaw he made a very good move here oh yeah trouble with the puck well you gotta be careful I was just nothing individual about each player it was basic bland vanilla commentary and Harrison well, made it mean, sound like it was chocolate. Listen, that's 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 kind of like the job of the color commentator. I mean, shoot. We're supposed we... to know stuff about these guys. Like I I now granted to a been, degree, I, I, I have been degree. accused of my Pierre stuff. Now my 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 spot charts this weekend are filled for both sure. Ferris. Well, Ferris is because of Harrison. Harrison sent me his and I have mine for Western. That's what he said Ronnie Adder. I'm like, yeah, he's been there for like 7 years. <laughs> well, in any case, I mean, that's kind of well, I mean, heck, we used to call College games, whether it was Davenport hockey, oh, you or lacrosse, were, whatever. You were, you were. I was phenomenal. You were phenomenal. I was phenomenal. That, hey, I earned that. those Reese's and hot Cheetos, man. You, oh I my, no, that was for lacrosse, not. It hockey. was lacrosse, but I still earned it for your hockey stuff. That was your your intermission analyst stuff. That was oh, that was that was rough times. Um, we got a couple. What, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? I did my best with what I had. Yeah, you, you've watched me play for years. I hope you would know a thing or two. I know enough. I knew enough. How much do you know, Alex? Enough. There you are. 
Enough. Um, we got a minute here. Is there anything we want to touch on before we go to break with before we have Peyton Turnage on? I know we said seven thirty with him, but I wonder if there's anything that I can bring in here. Let um, me see if there's anything on our good old three letter network to see if there's anything. Let's just gonna, I'm just going right to keep saying Devils and Caps going right now. I'm obviously paying attention to that because uh, well, I got to report on it tomorrow. Um, well, Ty, let's talk about. Um, well, first of all, we're going to be talking to Peyton Turnage, so we need to make notice or make mention. Well, we'll, we'll mention like all the like all the news. We'll probably talk with him because, unfortunately, I I don't know how much he wants to talk about the Preds. Well, fair <laughs> enough. But in any case, we are going to be talking with him about the Preds. So we do have to uh, send our thoughts and prayers to uh, Predators assistant Todd Richards, who is yes. in recovery after uh, suffering a heart attack. Um, Sportsnet. Uh, reported as of an hour ago that he is resting comfortably. That's good. Um, good he had a heart attack on Friday, so it's good to hear that he is in good um, spirits at the very least. Um, let's talk for a couple seconds with you because, I mean, you are the, the resident Hockey Canada um, aficionado. What I do? Let's you. What? What, yes. did I, what did I do? Why am I all of a sudden getting thrown in like I'm the important person here? Well, you know, you are the inside of the insider, so you, I, I get all my information. Well, not all my information, but most of my information from you and your buddy Freej. Uh, so my let's, good buddy Freej, let's yes. talk about... 32 thoughts. Let's talk about Freej. Hockey Canada for a quick second. Um, what are your thoughts on the people that have been named to the team? Uh, I know that well, you know, okay, Crosby, so... McDavid, Petrangelo. What, what is this team looking like other than the best team in the world? Well, the thing is, and <laughs> other than the best team in the world, so the first thing you well, first of all, you have to remember Dougie Armstrong, general manager of the St. Louis Blues, is the general manager for Hockey Canada. Yes. So of course he's going to put Captain Canada on there, Sidney Crosby. Oh yes. Because I'm I'm slowly turning from that notion of oh man, I'm hungry. My stomach is growling. Um, oh, I got it too. I had to burp. <laughs> I, I had I like I there is a lot to be excited about for this team, but I. I really wonder what, because um, he only had, well, he only had to name three players, not the Correct. full team yet. It was just the pretty much mandatory players um, as requested. To more or less um, like say, hey, it's like anting up in a poker game. Are you going to be in this hand? Okay, cool. Give us a couple hundred dollars. Sure. And it uh, just so happens that the couple hundred dollars that you're putting to anti up are Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid, and Alex Petrangelo. Crosby's obvious, and I, I'm past the point. I think now, Connor McDavid would be obvious too. Two. Well, hold on. Well, because listen, you're, Crosby's still one of the best players in the world. I'm getting there. You ask me Come about on. the players, I'm getting there. Okay, fam. Sidney Crosby, up until probably two years ago, I would have still picked over McDavid to have on my team. On the base of the fact that he is still very good, and he knows how to win. Connor McDavid still has to learn that. He still does now. But I think Connor McDavid is such a talented player that if you put him on a good team, guess what, kids? Uh, he'll win some hockey games. Yeah. The the big one that's really getting everyone kind of all, whoa, what is this? Alex Petrangelo, mainly because of the fact that the extension that was offered by Doug Armstrong before Alex Petrangelo went to Vegas uh, did not quite fit the T of the former Blues captain. So I think it's in the fact that he's been named as one of the top three guys on your team shows the first A, that Petrangelo is going to get a shot to be a number one defenseman for Team Canada. I'm sure that's something he's always wanted to do. Sure. And as compared to, I say, 2014, the last time NHLers were at the Olympics, when Marty St. Louis, the only reason why he got into Team Canada, which was that time was GM by Steve Eiserman, was because of the fact that Steven Stamkos, another Lightning player at the time, uh, got injured. Had that not happened, Marty St. Louis would not have played for Team Canada, won a gold medal, which he deserved anyways. So I, I look at all that and I say, okay, I think it's 
maybe just paying restitution say, hey, the amount of stuff that you did for this team, the amount of stuff you can do for your country, you're going to be a number one guy on this hockey club. Well, but, I mean, think about it. I mean, he got a gold medal in 2014. And, and a, in a much lesser role, though, let's be honest. In a much lesser role, but nevertheless, you know, go through all the things you, you know, needless to say... This is this is a guy that has proved himself, you know, yes. off the ice, on the ice, um, and let's be honest here. Even if you know all things considered, of you know, whoa, his contract extension didn't really work, dude. You're gonna be playing for your country, and especially when you are, you know, one of the three guys that was named, and you're put up with Sidney Crosby and Connor McDavid. I think hard feelings. I, don't, I think hard I don't, feelings are put away. I don't think I don't care if Connor McDavid's younger than you. You know, he is, is he Connor McDavid. Petrangelo? Oh, no, sorry. I was thinking of Crosby. My bad. No, absolutely uh, thinking, not. For some reason, Crosby is still in my head. I'm like, Crosby, Crosby is not Crosby, younger than Alex Crosby Petrangelo. Crosby is 30. So he was 18 when he came into the league, 05, 16, so 34. Okay. Because so he came in the league when he was 18, yeah. And I think Petrangelo is 33. So. He was drafted 20, 2009, something like that, around that area. But In any case, this is, this is going to be a great opportunity. It's you get to play for Hockey Canada, or you get to just play for Canada in general. Well, you're going to be and Canada, and now Canada. Canada. I mean, just it's a hard to. It, I listen. I know people know that I love Canada. I cheer for Team Canada. I am hard pressed not to say that Team Canada is a favorite to win gold. To they not say it, they, they can and they can't be. They're well, older, but well, now granted, we have to wait to see the full team. Everyone's the okay. One let's be real here. There. They Canada won gold with. Joe Sackick on the team, and he wasn't the youngest guy in the locker room either. Okay, that o- that O2 team was literally everyone that missed out in 98, uh, except for Gretzky, of course, because he put the team together. Eisman was on that team. I- Theo Fleury was on that team, for gosh sakes. Theo Fleury Let's was think, 50. Who else was there? Brendan Shanahan was on that team. Well, Shan- okay, Shanahan was still good. Eisman didn't have knees. Eisman uh, was still good I- enough. Eisman <laughs> Iserman and Lemieux didn't practice. You have to forget. Those two Lemieux guys was on that team. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Korea oh was God. there. Can I name the entire team? I could probably come pretty close. Niedermeyer, Pronger, hold on. McGinnis. Let me pull, hold McGinnis, on, pull it up. McGinnis. Al McGinnis, who was like 50 at that point. Owen Nolan, who was well past his prime, hold was on, on that hold team. Hold on, hold like, on, Like That team was like, all right, guys, you've played okay. a lot of hockey but never made the Olympics. Let's put you all together. And thank goodness Belarus somehow stunned Sweden because Sweden would have annihilated Canada in the all semifinal. Right. It's going to be a hot run here before we go to a quick break, and then we'll be on with Peyton Turnage. I'll give you the first one. Head coach Pat Quinn. Pat Quinn, Ken Name. Hitchcock, and um, um, Jacques Lemaire were the three coaches. Name every player on the 2002 Winter Olympics roster. Okay, Peyton, you have to. Peyton probably texted me and I was like, I want to get on. You're going to have to wait, Peyton. Give me five. You still got two minutes. Come on. I got two minutes? Okay, here we go. Um, how many players? Uh, one, two, including goalies. Oh, come on, stop doing that. One, two, three. Oh boy, this is gonna be this is gonna be intense because I, I feel like I know it pretty well. A because they played NHL two thousand three a lot with Team Canada, which 20, was twenty three. Twenty three, okay, including uh, goalies. The the goalies were Wah, Cujo, and um, Marty Berdur. Marty Berdur, who won the gold medal, right? No, not Wah. Those are not the goalies. Cujo. You have Berdur. Cujo and Berdur. Cujo and Berdur. There's one. Um. There. Oh, Eddie Belfour. Yep. Eddie Belfour. Yep. Um. That was his last year with Dallas. Pronger, Niedermeyer, McGinnis. Hold on, hold on. You just have to. All right, do I have to? Wait, is it in alphabetical order? 
No, not. just just to start. No, listen. You're gonna have to just say if I'm right or wrong. Just say if I'm wrong if I say a name wrong. Um, Pronger's wrong. Pronger was on the team. Chris Prong number. F- I don't think he was number forty-four, but he was on the team. No, he was not. Bologna. Oh, there he is. Never mind. Never mind. Bull- okay, okay. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, Michael Pekka, because I saw the list. Yes. Uh, Michael Pekka, Owen Nolan, Eric Lindros, who. Okay. Owen Nolan. After Eric a year taken off. Yep. Uh, Sackick, Korea, Lemieux, Eiserman, Flurry, Aginla. Um, oh, boy. This is where it gets tough now. Brian McCabe was not playing. I know that. He played. He, for, was, not on the he team. was on a world championship team. Um, I'll give you Edge Jovanoski because. Oh, Crap, that was the best guy because he was one of the big hitters. Oh, I remember I had like when you do the big hit mode in NHL 2003. Yeah, yeah. I had like think, 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 think uh, defense real quick. Come on. Jovanoski. I said Jovanoski McGinnis Pronger, Niedermeyer. Stevens wasn't playing. He was too old at that point. Um, what, Stevens on the team? Scott Stevens? Scott Stevens was. Was he? I know he's on the 98 not team. On the he's team. not on the team. No. Um, you got Niedermeyer on there, though. Who am I missing? Uh, you're missing. Rob Blake, Eric, oh. Eric Brewer. Oh, Eric Brewer. The, Adam the, the most, the like the best seventh, like he was the best in NHL hits. I'll keep going off the names that I didn't hear you say. Adam Foote, Simone Gagne. Oh. Uh, I miss like what, five? You missed one more. Ryan Smith. Oh, Smitty. Oh. See, I'm sorry. I missed the bit in the bottom six. Eric Lindros. Who, and you didn't say the captain. Who was not, on the, who was not the captain? No. Let me was the captain. Yeah, Lemieux was the captain. But he was the captain. Captain Canada at the time. We should go to break. We should go to break. Um, after this, we are going to be, like I said, talking with Peyton Turnage here on the Keel Show on 12 Ounce Sports. We will be back after this. And we are back here on the Keel Show here on 12 Ounce Sports, brought to you by none other than Second String Leather Company, crafted from the crease. Like I said, before we went into break, we have another member of the Five Timers Club, the Five Timers times a bajillion, bazillion, willian. At this point, he's probably been on the show far more than I have in the past. So I think he's up there with, uh, he's got to be close to Thomas and Harrison because there was only one point, like he was on every other week. Yeah, so yeah. At, th- <laughs> at this point, I think he he might be up to my numbers and I was a regular person on the show. Like since we did well, like the- Oh, since we started the live show. I'm not saying like, dude, we've been doing this for three years. Yes, I mean, since we did, we started doing the live show, we have none other than good friend of the show, Five Timers Club, probably right defense on the ball hockey team for whoa, the Charity whoa, whoa. Classic. Says, well, who thought you, you're playing defense, buddy? I'm left defense. You're a plug. I'm left defense. I'm a, I'm a defenseman though too. No, so, you're goalie. I'm not goaltender. Janner's goaltender. Why not? Anyways, we have none other than Peyton Turnage on the show. Hi. Woo! How back. you doing, Peyton? Hold on, boys. For the, I'm going to say 92nd time. 92nd time. I'm going to give Harrison it's two more. It's at least been five times three. At least 15 times. Yeah, no, that I'll makes sense. That. Five times yeah. three. Well, the you num- had the five-timers club, I believe, when we had you on for the first round of the playoffs in 2020, and then we had you on for every round after that, and then, Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's got to be at least 15. The number of times I've gotten the Spotify notification of the Keel Show has uploaded a video of blank, 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 featuring Peyton Turnage or Peyton Turnage plus somebody else. You've been on the show quite a bit. We'll what say is your that. favorite moment, Peyton? Well, like I said before I came on here, you're about the only guy keeping me relevant now. So Hey, hey now, <laughs> hey now, don't do that to yourself, Peyton. Because, guys, Peyton's doing double duty today. He's he doing, doing, he's doing this live one with us. But <laughs> You said duty. Yeah, duty. But he's also going to be doing another episode of The Predator Way. This is the way. 
Predator way on Penalty Box Radio. Peyton, tell us about it. Uh, I'm not going to say I roped into it, but here, here's the funny thing. So we did three failed episodes of a PBR roundtable between myself and Boyd Farish, who's the co-host of the Predator Way, and then three other guys from Penalty Box Radio. Jack Woods, who's a comedian, or at least he calls himself that. Uh, <laughs> he thinks George he's Matarangas, a comedian. George Matarangas, a uh, analytics and data expert. He's like legitimately has been a scout before. And the infamous John Jensen. Yeah, John Jensen, the Kill Show favorite. None of those made it to air. So finally, a few weeks ago, Boyd texted me and was like, okay, you want to just do a show where it's just you and me? So we worked it up uh, right before the preseason started. And it took me about a week to figure out how to edit the thing. And then another week waiting on Justin Bradford to upload it. So uh, it finally got uploaded late last week. And it got over, I think, 300 listens on SoundCloud. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I don't know where we're at as far as Apple or Spotify or anything else, but I, that was uh, that definitely exceeded expectations right out of the gate. I will say this. We were at one point averaging around 300. Spotify and Google and Apple all said we had zero. So I don't know how that exactly works. Yeah, but see, Google, at, well, at the time, it was also kind of a weird part because at the time, Google, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts were Formerly going through... ITunes. We're going through a time of conversion, and there were a lot of podcasts that were getting taken off the platforms. There were a lot of podcasts that were getting putting on the platforms. So, I mean, I mean, another big thing, you know, for as far as like Spotify, that was kind of around the time where, um, like a huge podcast that most people know about is like the Joe Rogan podcast. That was when he was like Joe Rogan. You mean the the guy that thinks everywhere else versus how to cure COVID or whatever it is. He tries. It's elk the meat. The fear factor guy? The, yeah. fear, the fear factor guy. We're going to date ourselves, guys. The fear, fear factor. factor? Not the guy that does UFC. Not the Joe Growing experience. The fear factor guy. He is the fear factor guy, and he does spit a few facts at you about elk meat. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's, uh, yeah, that was during all that time. But definitely take a, you know, good, solid, how, how long are your episodes? Or at least the your one that you just had released a while ago. How long is it usually? It was about an hour and 15 minutes, and I got a complaint right out of the gate that our show was too long. So and we're really. going to try to we're going to try to make it about an hour. If uh, Boyd can work on the length of his pauses, and if I can say uh about 800 less times, uh, it took a while to edit out. But who knows? We, we got uh, we'll see how this next show goes. I have not been able to watch hardly any of the Predators preseason. I could have watched the game the other night against Tampa, but I was at the bar with my friends. Hey, there uh, you go. Well, hey, I'm and I'm supposed hey. to be covering the Caps, so and I've watched zip. <laughs> I've watched highlights, yeah. but live games, yeah. Well, it's it's yeah. pretty. Well, yeah, it's, but, oh, go ahead. They're about to work you to death, buddy. I hope you know. Oh, I know. I, I'm ready. But at least, the, unfortunately, and, and that, there's nothing against this show, nothing against Pokemon Sports. Uh, I'm getting paid a little bit more. Money is worth it. Money is a thing. I like money. It's nice. Um, In any oh, case, dare take... I, dare I bring up the 15-game weekend, okay? Money is worth oh. it to a certain extent. Oh, yes. Pay, oh, by the way, Peyton, there's a few. Uh, Blaine, Minnesota needs a guy uh, next week or a couple weeks from now, just letting you know for hockey TV. Um I rope. Uh, speaking of roping Peyton and just getting doing stuff where sure. he gets paid, I uh, got him to do a job for hockey TV, and uh, yeah, it said it was rough for him. <laughs> um, I called games from eight in the morning to eight at night. Oh man, that that's that's something. I I've never done well. 
I, I can't say I, I can't say I did that, but like I think I did the most three games when I was in Dallas when I was in the under 18s. That was about it. And I thought to myself, oh, that was a lot of hockey. Poor Peyton. No, no, um, no. Peyton, to your point there, you said you haven't watched a lot of Preds games here. You know, we try to talk about them a little bit every single time. We have you on because oh crap, Alex, battery pack's low. What? Go plug in the go plug in the camera. Okay. I'll I fix didn't know it. if that was you or me. Going. No. Alex, it should be the cords right there. Just plug it on the side there. We're gonna lose battery. Oh god, we're gonna lose video. This can't happen now. Not on the last Alex, where are you going? It's right there. Hey, it's only appropriate. Right there. Right there. There it is. Holy moly. Other side. It's on the other side. Bottom right. Holy cow. This is this is how we lose the show. Right there. Back. Right there. Right there. There you go. Holy. I thought I plugged it in. <laughs> this is how the last this is how the first show went and the last show went. Um anyways, what was my question? I think we're good. Yeah, Hello? the first oh. time I ever did the live video. Um, yeah, Alex, I'm only... to sleep tonight now. Yeah, there you go. Um, preseason hockey. It's a good way to see. And I talked about this with Cody Jansen last week. It's a great way to see a lot of young players that may not be with the big club right away and whatnot. But at the same token, it's really not a telltale sign of how the team is going to play. How do you watch preseason hockey if you do? Like, I personally don't take it to heart. I don't go crazy if if the Leafs go 0-3. The Caps right now are 0-3 playing against the Devils tonight. Apparently, according to things, they're only playing decent right now. I How do you, I mean, I'm not panicking if I was a Caps fan. I'm not panicking if I'm a Leafs fan if they lose a couple games. What is your take on preseason hockey? You just t- pay attention to if there's a young guy here and there that can steal a spot, like an Igor Afanasiev who scored two beautiful goals the other night against Tampa. Other than that, the last two games they played against a very stripped-down Tampa Bay Lightning, who I'm pretty sure only played four players that played in the Stanley Cup final. So you really can't draw anything from it. There is one more. There's two preseason games left for the Predators. There's one on Saturday night, the last home game against Carolina. That one's going to be televised. And from there, I think you can start to kind of draw some some conclusions of what you're going to see this season with the Predators. But I'm like you. Up until then, there's really not a whole lot you can draw away. Now, it, it has been interesting, a few of the dynamics, just from what little I've seen, where with the Predators' defense, we pretty much had Alexander Carrier penciled in on that top pair with Roman Yossi just because right. that's what happened in the playoffs. But instead, they slot in Dante Fabro next to him. Uh, Fabro apparently has done a lot of work in the offseason. It's time for him to improve his game, and why not challenge him? Why not give him the first pair? So that's been very interesting to see. The other part of it, too, is the Predators sent down David Ferentz today, and I had him maybe not even penciled in, but sharpied in on that third pair left defense. So that's really put a wrinkle into things. Um, so they've got, I think, what is his one more against Tampa. They play somebody tomorrow night. I think it's Tampa. <laughs> they play. They play <laughs> a hockey team. Yeah. So good old, they're playing good Alabama Huntsville, Peyton. You should be there. Oh yeah, that'd be a heck of a game. <laughs> no, talking about- the UEH club team. Oh boy, <laughs> who are zero and four in the SECHC. Heck yeah, let's go. All right, over. I'm not, I, I mean, it's a club team, so the school really has no idea they even exist. So, <laughs> right. Um, Ram Pitlick, another player uh, that is heading to waivers for mm-hmm. Nashville. Um, quick, well, not necessarily a quick question. A question that you have to answer you know, in ten seconds. You, you have to answer fifteen seconds tops. Uh, Elias Ekholm, Philip Forsberg. How do they fit in the long term? You have fifteen seconds. Go. I'm joking. I'm joking, Payton. <laughs> depends. It De- depends. Depends on what. 
let's see, Eckholm's about 30. Forsberg, I think he's probably 28 years old. I wish I knew that right off the top. It's it'd be great if I knew that, right? Right. Power up well, Cat Bradley. You could get a really good trade return for both players. And you think what guys would have spent at the deadline last year to get Matias Eckholm and the Predators just couldn't quite resist. They had to go for that playoff run or so to speak. I mean, they gave it a good ride against Carolina, but there was no way they were going to contend for the cup. And why push for a playoff if you're not going to do that? I don't know, man. Forsberg's a great player. And every now and then you're wowed by his skill, his presence in the lineup. But is he really the guy in the future? By the way, Philip Forsberg is 27. Yes. Yes. So at prime, uh, a little bit past it. You know, you have to take into account signing him long term. Is he going to be your guy, or can you possibly take a chance on getting a high draft pick and then letting that person become the guy? Uh, Magic beans, as Steve Dangle calls it. So that's a really tough decision. And Forsberg, I think, has been a little bit perturbed by some of the moves that the Predators made. The biggest right. one getting rid of Victor Arvidsson. So he's probably not feeling the best about being a Predator right now. Uh, that's a tough decision. We're just going to have to see how this plays out in the season. It's going to be interesting who his line mates are. We, we know Ryan Johansson's going to be, but who's going to be on that right wing? Is it going to be Elliot Tolbinen? Is it going to be Matthew Shane? Is it going to be Philip Tomasino? Still a lot to, to gather and, and to figure out at this juncture. Tolvanen right? is just a guy that every single time I'm like, he's got to be it. It's Tolvanen. It's his time. It's going to be his time. Hey, time. It's just... It, it, it just never happens, it seems like, with him. I mean, but in any case, I mean, you look at those two players, and both of them have played in Nashville their entire careers. Well, Milwaukee. Well, but yeah. in the system for their entire careers. But, you know, like you said, Peyton, it's, it, you're going to be looking at $14 million at least between both of them. You know, at least eight for one, at least six for another. However that goes, it's going to be up to, you know, the powers at large in any case i do think their names their names that anyone around the league can like point at as like yes that is a national predator guy that you know whether it's philip whether it's you know any of you know pecorino is another one of those guys where you if he didn't retire you wouldn't want to get rid of him however the exorbitant amount well, well <laughs> that's something why he retired maybe but well, that's not here or there what we while we were talking about in in prime in prime, but um, that's something that you're gonna have, definitely have to look at. Kind of looking at the prospects for um, the Predators, are there a couple that really speak to you as like kind of guys that are gonna be filling those big spots that possibly could not be you know completely closed coming to you know trade deadline later this year. Well, a guy that I mentioned before, just um, sparingly, was Philip Tomasino, right-hand shooting winger, uh, to my knowledge, can play center. Scored, I believe, 20 goals in the AHL last year in, I think it was about 21 games, something like that, with the Chicago Wolves and had a pretty stellar season for them. Uh, I I think right away you you pencil him somewhere within the top nine, but I think he's got a, a spot in the lineup. Other than that, there's really not any big top name prospect again i mentioned igor afanasiev but he's probably lumberjack's legend the last cuts yeah i mean why is Cal- martin's favorite player but 
Kelly's, sorry, Peyton. Kelly's yelling at me through the door. What do you want? Oh, boy. Is someone here? What? Oh, Peyton's on. Peyton's on. Oh, good. Hey. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you could hear her. She says hi. She says hi. Oh, I can definitely hear her. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I hi, definitely hear her. Hi, Wixie girl. <laughs> if you want to look in the camera, you can say hi to him. He's no. Okay. No, you don't need to. You're wearing a Toronto Six shirt, though. You're repping. Oh, it's my mom. Hi, mom. Oh, sweet Jesus. Oh, holy cow. She's got champagne. Holy moly. And she's come to commemorate huh? the final show. She's she has. She, we're gonna she's need. Brought, we're gonna need that champagne in a minute here. Bubbly and pizza, so that kind of a little bit of the bubbly. A little bit of the bubbly. We'll have to worry about. We'll take care of that later. Yeah. Um, but you know, can we finish to, our show? Oh yeah, yell when we want thanks. pizza. Awesome. Oh, okay, okay. fantastic. Okay. Sounds good. Um, hey, and you were saying not Little Caesars, is it? No, no, it is not. Well, I don't actually have no I idea. saw the Good. box. It looked. It didn't look. Ooh, it could be Alfano's. Anyways, Peyton. Anyways, um, going back to prospects. I mean, a lot of the prospects that have been signed, at the very least, that are noteworthy within the past couple of years, are truly tied up in the KHL. So, I think Russia. that's. Yeah, I mean, you have you know Yaroslav Askarov, and these are just all names that I'm just looking at a you know Yaroslav prospect report. <laughs> well, let, well let's hold on. Let's go with Askarov here because sure. Peyton and I have talked about him before. I myself am super critical of the guy because A he catches with the wrong hand. B he had a miserable performance in the last couple of games of the last World Junior tournament and I think he got drafted way too high for his stature. Now, Peyton, eventually even though UC Saros is a little bit younger, Nashville's going to need a second goaltender there. I don't know how long you could run with Big Save Dave back there. So it, are you, is there like a timetable in your mind that Askarov could make his way over to the States? It seems to be about a three-year plan. And I'm like you, he was a bit of a wild man, especially playing for, for Team Russia. He also has an interesting goal stick, uh, goal stick grip. He has the trigger grip. Yeah. The little hole on the thumb. It's and he still finds a way, and he still finds a way to drop it. It's crazy. But where, where are you talking about, though, Tyler? He's supposed to be the next Vladislav Trechiak. I mean, <laughs> what, what's going on, man? Well, it, my thing is this. He's very athletic, very talented. That's why he was drafted so high. I Listen, maybe it's because I'm scarred with Ricky DiPietro getting drafted first overall all those years ago. But then again, that was a Mike Millibury thing, so it kind of makes sense now that it happened. But my my thing is I just I question everything that could happen here because you you put you put the title on a goaltender of being the number one guy he's going to be your number one guy because you draft him so high and the only thing he can do now is be good because if he's not it's a bust and david Poyle looks like an idiot that's my thing of getting a goaltender so high i don't if he was drafted later on or the second round i'm like okay that could work but he you're the first goaltender drafted it, it's going to be something. I mean, Sebastian Cosa there for the Detroit Red Wings is that same way. You're the drafted, the first goaltender of the draft. You are expected to do well. You, you're you scarred by Rick DiPietro. I'm scarred by the guy that was picked a year ahead of him, sixth overall. You ever heard of Brian Finley? The name rings a bell, because mainly because of the fact that I think I've talked about this for someone else on some other show. But, yeah, it's it, you can't draft goaltenders that high. I'm sorry. Tom Barrasso was an anomaly. That's the only guy. We lost Peyton. Peyton, you're muted. Oh boy, he's figuring oh. stuff out. Got it. There you are. Okay. I was gonna say Mark Andre Fleury went was is an anomaly. So. Oh well, he's an anomaly. Yeah, thirty some odd years old, end of his career, Vesna Trophy winner. But um, 
Did you have a question, Alex? I thought you were pointing at something. Uh, I was I was going through a lot of the different news around the. Yeah, hey, talk team. about talk about that, Alex. Before we, we get to, I thought he was searching long and hard for Predators prospects. There's not many of them. <laughs> no, no, I I have the, traded the, all the draft picks away, Peyton. That's I have what the, I have a full list right here. Um, <laughs> get to, get to that news, then we'll get to the big national news that happened over the weekend with Peyton. Peyton, we're talking about other stuff too, by the way. Yes, whether you um, like it or so, not. So this new, so this news right here. That news. Well, okay, not, it's not news. necessarily news, but just we'll talk about it a little well, bit. Well, sure. Since we have so uh, the 2022 stadium series uh, that is being hosted in Nashville at Nissan Stadium, they just recently uh, unveiled the logo for it. How do you feel about uh, Nashville versus Tampa outdoor game? Now, before you answer, I will say, watching the Dallas game with Nashville, for one, since it's at the Cotton Bowl, was fantastic. And Corey Perry's walk was hilarious. Corey Perry's walk of shame was hilarious. Um, was it Corey? No, yeah, it was, it was Corey, Corey, yeah, it was Corey Perry's. I wouldn't have uh, said it if I was wrong. Well, sometimes <laughs> you can be. I'm never wrong, Alex. I am 100% correct all the time. Nevertheless, uh, are you excited for this game? And if so, are you going to be going? Nashville has waited quite a while to get an outdoor game. And, of course, I think back, I actually got to attend the NHL All-Star game back in 2016, and that was really the emergence of Smashville. I mean, everybody knew about it, but then that was really the moment Smashville took off, and then they hosted the Stanley Cup final a year later. I almost went to the Cotton Bowl in 2020. I was very excited about it. My family bought tickets for the game, and then we realized it really was not going to work out with me or my brother's work schedules driving back from from dallas so we sure. sold our tickets last night <laughs> yeah so i mean uh, you probably got a good penny off him i believe he did not get back what he paid i guarantee like, you did. If, you, so. if you pay or send or sell him last minute yeah you're you're getting anything you can out of it well it wasn't exactly last minute but it was kind of you know i i don't to my knowledge he did not get back what he spent but anyway uh yep drink break everyone so, take a drink break <laughs> yeah sorry uh, so I had to watch it in my grandmother's living room instead. Will I be going to the stadium series? I plan on it. First off, I should state my intentions as well of moving back to Nashville. Ooh. I am pursuing employment in Nashville. It's not been locked down yet, but mm. I'm, I'm trying. Uh-huh. I'm knock on wood so if I'm you. there, you better bet your ass I'll be there. <laughs> this we got to go to Nashville. Heck yeah. Get some hot chicken. That Peyton says is overrated. I have to try it to be the judge of it. But oh, for peace. I have to try it. I got to this know. Guy, this guy that refuses to eat any sort of Nashville hot chicken. Because it's not in Nashville. in Nashville. It's Grand Rapids Nashville hot chicken. It's not Nashville hot chicken. Tyler, you look like the kind of guy that would die immediately after eating hot chicken, so I'm not sure. Buddy, well, actually, Do you know my diet? It's like half, Cholula, half of our Slappy Mama. Spanish, so... Um, mm. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna bring some green chili stew down. Yeah, Peyton. We're more gonna have a, a talk. Slenderness joke, but oh. oh yeah, no, he's gonna sweat. He's gonna oh sweat I oh day. I sweat yeah. profusely. Like I get a sm- I, if you give me mustard on a hot day, sweat. It just no, he's he's gonna I got he's that's my grandfather. Like right there. I got marathon. that from my pops. I got that from him. Um, I will say this: everybody says Hattie B's is bad. It's not original hot chicken, but I think it's got the best flavor. They put brown sugar in it, and it's. Okay, I think they've actually gone down in quality in recent years, but well, apparently we can't write it down. Never mind. Don't listen to him. No, I'll I'll still write. Is this something we got to go to Yelp for? No, I'll write it down. I have no problem eating. You will stand in line forever. Ah, I have no problem eating numerous amounts or like unquestionable amounts of hot chicken. 
Uh, we got to find the bar that like PK Subban's hanging like spicy food. We got to find so, the bar that PK what? As far as barbecue goes, let's not forget I'm a Memphis guy. That's mm-hmm. where I grew up in the Memphis area originally. Sure. So I'm a little bit more partial to that. But the best Nashville barbecue, without a doubt, is Martin's. Martin's. Martin's in Nashville. We're going to get noted. fat if we go down to Nashville. Well, that's the point. Kelly's going to want to walk around and do all this fun stuff. I'm like, I can't move. Well, that's <laughs> the point of the walking. You got to balance it out, man. You Kelly, have you the good food. You, don't know how you, I go eat. Walk you forget around. how I eat barbecue or spicy food. Like, I just don't want to move. Nah. That's how I am. You just got to marinate. Have you guys ever had fried catfish? Is that a thing up there at all? Yes. Okay. It is. It is. It's a thing, but it's not as it's not as common. No, we have yeah. we have different fish up here, but we uh, we have our fair share of VFWs and veterans homes that we got, love we good got fish. Fries. Lent. The, listen, the only reason why we honor Lent here is because all the lovely fish fries they have around here. <laughs> <laughs> not because of the fact that it is the time when the Lord and Savior gave up forty days and forty nights of fasting. Nope, we do it because we like the fish. We do like the fish. They like, felt the fish. Uh, I've got a lot. I'm, I'm a man of faith. I got a lot to repent to God about because I always <laughs> mess up on Lent. It, it never fails. Oh, I'm always burgers on Friday night. My dad's like, what are you eating tonight? Salad. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not Catholic. I'm Methodist and that's stripped down Catholic. Ah, yeah. We Well, we were, we were raised Catholic, so that's why we can handle our alcohol for the most part because we've been drinking since we were eight years old. Yeah, it's fine. Um, <laughs> that's kind of how it is. Um, let's also, hit, we're from the Midwest. That's another thing. That's another thing, too. Let's hit some national stuff, Alex. Yes, let us. Okay, well, I guess I'll just keep going down the list of national stuff. I said, no, I said national stuff. Oh, national, national stuff. You want to go through this bit? Stuff then? that's going through the, the league in general. Okay, so you want to go through this bit then? Yes. Okay. Uh, do we wanna, what do you want to hit on first? Do you want to go? Let's Canucks hit or? on something. Let's hit on the Vegas stuff first. I think that's going to be a big thing. The Vegas stuff? Yeah, let's talk about that first. I think it's going to take up quite a second. Well, so. Because this regards to Robin Leonard, right? Yes. Okay. So, uh, Peyton, did you 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 saw about this, right? With Robin Leonard over the weekend, the series. Yeah, but I don't know what to make of it, man. He just kind of he just so, went off. So, well, this is the the origin of Robin Leonard's tweets. If you don't know what it is, just look up Robin Leonard's Twitter. He's still on there because Robin Leonard is becoming slowly the most outspoken player in the National Hockey League, and for the most part, at least in my view. People may get mad at me for this. I think it's for the better. He, his first thing that he says, this is the first tweet. There is a list of tweets, but this is the big one. Is it common for workplaces to give out uh, Benzotis, Benzotis, oh gosh, Benzies, Benzies as they're called, and ambience to employees when they travel and ambient. Should they, should that not be done by doctors or psychiatrists asking for a friend? This doesn't happen in Vegas to be clear, but I know many other teams I have been on, or I also have been on, teams that do he's not the best at doing uh the uh uh grammatical sense it's very it's kind of like an old man on facebook but it kind of makes sense in the most part well when you're when you're trying when you're angry tweeting it's not always the anger tweeting out i've never seen it before it's not always the most coherent but of thoughts so long story short robin leonard is calling out the nhl and the nhlpa and certain trainers for medical malpractice. Now there has been NHL teams, not the NHL in certain. Well, yes, but he, he did in, in his tweets. He also, he also reached out to um, the NHL PA saying, you have my number. I can tell you things. Basically the NHL has also re- has said they reached out to him. They're going to talk to him about it. And pretty much long story short, it's in regards to the fact that Jack, the way Jack Eichel has been treated, by the Buffalo Sabres and therefore saying that, you know, the fact that 
Eichel's medical opinion doesn't matter because it's not in cohesiveness with his team that he plays for. Because technically, under the current CBA, the team on any medical operation has the final say. So pretty much, long story short, they determine what the player's allowed to do also medically. He call, also, he called out the Philadelphia Flyers and Allen. Called out Elaine Vigneault, calling him a, a pill pusher. I, the thing is this. I Having played low-level minor league hockey, there are drugs in the locker room. There are banned substances in the locker room, both but, both homegrown and both. I don't know how the hell they make it, but but so and that's the thing. It's 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 there, but Leonard is trying, and because there are some teams, Tom Sestito, who didn't play a whole lot in the NHL, but he's kind of he played bounced around quite a bit. He said there were some. He said while there were some teams that were doing that, you know, kind of saying, hey, this will help you get better. Xanax, this will help you sleep, whatever. He also said, particularly the Pittsburgh Penguins, saying they helped him get off of those kind of things. And Peyton, I, it, it's just another thing that's added over the last 18 months of this National Hockey League of the dark stuff kind of coming to the surface here. And But at the same token, while it is bad, it's given a bad light to the league, the idea and the purpose of all this information coming out and the accusations Robin Leonard's putting out here is to hopefully make the league a better place. A lot of it had to do earlier with, with the racism and the bullying culture of hockey. And now, yeah, now we're, we're, we're in the drug part of it. And, and jammed in the and middle of the Chicago Blackhawks. We're dealing with that. Yeah, we're dealing with the situation with the Blackhawks, and we're dealing with the Buffalo Sabres holding out on Jack Eichel and telling them basically, well, you know, we're going to tell you what to do with your body, and you can shove it. Yeah. We're going to give you a surgery that's going to fuse your neck together and ruin your neck's mobility. Uh, have fun making Team USA. <laughs> so, uh, Gosh, that's yeah, the worst it, part, too. He was, was going to be on Team USA, Eichel would have been, had yeah. he been healthy. Yeah, I mean, uh, he was he was our hope for China. Um, hopefully he still is. But that's, that's crazy. And it's very, I don't know the word here. I, I mean, I, I guess let's use a simple one, cruel, to, to not allow Jack to have the surgery. You know, he's just become a pawn. We're all waiting for this to happen. We wonder, well, one more thing like, Oh, what's going to happen with the hockey team? Well, what's going to happen with Jack Eichel? He's sitting around day after day with a busted neck and he's not able to do anything about it. Um, you know, we, we, we all listen to 31 now 32 thoughts, the podcast and Elliot Friedman made a great point. The NHL has got to step in and do something about this. This is dragged on for way too long. And, and, you know, this has prompted Robin Leonard and hopefully many others to speak out on this issue. Yeah, and I think I think an important thing that I mean I've heard you know multiple takes on this because you want to hear you know, my I, take? <laughs> not quite, no. not quite. Um, we don't have three hours, but you know, just I, I just preparing to get back into like the the show and the swing of things, making sure that I was at some at one way or another prepared to do this. Thank you. A lot. <laughs> you're welcome. A lot of people have been looking at this one of two ways. One of the way of you know, it's great that there's a whistleblower inside the league, whether it be just for one team or as a total. You know, you saw a player like Matt Dumba doing this with, you know, the more BLM stuff, especially during the bubble. And, you know, the um, I can't remember the name of the organization that they're like actually a part of or, or he is. Um, Ooh, sorry. But, uh, Matt Dumba. Oh, uh, Minnesota. Yes. Yeah. Well, no, not that, but like the, oh, actual, the, the, uh, the black. Uh, oh, gosh. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I can't remember the name of it. Therefore, I'm not going to name it. But. It's out there. Um, but uh, there's also other people that were criticizing Robin Hockey Leonard. Diversity Alliance. That's the one. Um, Robin Leonard, they were comparing him basically to like 
the now age Tim Thomas of this really weird Ooh. goalie who is just spewing off a bunch of nonsense. That's a, and a accusation there. It, it, that's what I'm saying. It's like, well, because if you think about it, with you know everything that's been made public about Robin Leonard and you know how he's been able to process things, professional, you know, going through it throughout his career, he's been labeled as one of these guys that he doesn't keep his mouth shut. Um, I think that's always something, or it's not always like something that you should be ashamed of. Um, but there's like the two sides of it. Peyton, I know I'm just throwing a bunch of stuff at you, so I want to make sure that you're like well prepared to make some sort of like remark on it. What is your viewpoint of Robin Leonard as one of these guys that's still in the league, not not kind of similar to uh, Dan Carcillo, who's out of the league right now, but someone who's in the league that is kind of exposing the 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 cobwebs in the the closet that's behind the trainer's office that nobody has you know access to except for if you have this key code button kind of you know issues what what are your like your perceptions of Robin Leonard being listed as one of these guys well kind of flipping it just a little bit you know we we talk about the points that he's brought up and they're all great points my question is why does it always have to be him why there's no one else willing to step up. There's no one willing to, you know, it, it kind of just shows the the issue with, with hockey culture. I feel like if you look at other leagues, the NBA, their star players are so very outspoken. Mm-hmm. And there's many reasons why the NBA is just about top dog in this country. And the NHL is very distant away from that. So I don't really don't have much to add to that other than that. But it's just, it's just like, why does it always have to be Robin Leonard? Which we know about Robin. He went through a lot of this stuff himself. Yeah. He had to fight off um, mental illness. He had to fight off falling out of favor with organizations and to, to bounce back from that. So that's probably why you're seeing this. And he's, at, to a degree, he doesn't really have anything to lose because he's had difficulties in his life where he's lost many things. Um, so it, it's a shame that it, it has to be just him that's doing this. Right. Yeah. Um, I think a portion of it has to be the fact that since he does come from having a history with regard to these kind of topics and being familiar with it, it's kind of like the easy thing to do is you, you're putting yourself on the behind the horse of, you know, a horse that's been around the bend. It's not well, just some new guy or a, a player that you wouldn't really expect to say anything like this or, oh my goodness, I didn't even know that he had, yeah. you know, Issues with alcoholism on the road. That it'd kind be of like, stuff. yeah, if like Sidney Crosby came out and said something. I mean, the right. world be set ablaze because first of all, oh my gosh, the star, the star of the league, one of the biggest names in the hockey, says this. Oh boy, I mean, and that's why I. And to your point, Peyton, you're right. Why is it just Robin Leonard? And the answer, best one I can give right now, I rarely ever do this. I don't know. I really yeah. don't know why people don't want to say more. Obviously, there probably are some players that are afraid of ruffling feathers. Robin sure. Leonard. Robin Leonard, I think, despite all the troubles he had before, has always shown that he's fearless. Well, and whether let's, it be let's the way be... he plays, whether but then once he kind of got through it, and I think once he kind of brought out his story, I think he realized that he can be a tool to help. He uses his platform to help try to, even as controversial as it may be, he tries to help to help bring light to things that people just try to brush underneath the rug and hopefully no one notices it. Yeah. He's doing that. I don't know there's many players that are willing to do it. Obviously, there's a lot of people that have had public support for him now right. that have come out and said it, but to your point, Peyton, yeah, I don't know why there's more players that don't do this. 
obviously there are some guys that are scared because they may lose their jobs over this. Cause well, and let's be real though. I mean, Robin Linder's making, not saying like timing's a whole thing, but Robin Linder's making these statements after Mark Andre Fleury is in Chicago now. It's not like he is battling for a spot. So mm-hmm. he does have a sense of job security, which in any case may be. Well, he did this when him and Fleury were together. That is fair. That yeah. is fair. But in, in any case, I don't think it's for him at least. Um, you know, the, the NHL has said that they're not, you know, starting in any sort of investigation or making any more public statements on the topic after they have these conversations and the interviews with Robin Leonard himself. Yep. Just because, for one, they want to make sure, like, all right, what do you have? What proof do you have of this? Are you just spewing a bunch of nonsense on the internet? If so, if you're spewing a bunch of nonsense, we need to cut the crap right there. If you aren't spewing a bunch of nonsense, you know, this is something that we need to lock down, investigate it, because, I mean, you know, Peyton, for you, I mean, at, or Tyler, you as well, as people who are in the sports media, if I was an inner, if I was a journalist, especially for, you know, whether it was Vegas or if it was just the league in general, and I'm calling around to teams being like, hey, what do you know? The one thing I wouldn't be asking, what do you know, is, is there something I should know? And is there anything that would put me in a place of legal, you know, involvement if I did know this? Right. Because that's another thing too, because if it comes to a whole investigation, then there's legal, you know, things thrown in there. I'm no legal expert, but one thing I've always been told is if there's stuff going down, don't tell me about it because I don't want to be involved. <laughs> so I just want to throw that in there um, because at the very least I want to make sure that, you know, you had your, your two cents on it because it, this is a, a troubling topic at the very least, not only just for this one instant, but like you said, you know, this is, we're seeing a lot of stuff within the past few years within the NHL of why aren't players talking out more or speaking out more? Why is it only a select few players you know, racism within the sport, um, you know, hazing and that kind of stuff at, you know, numerous levels. Um, Well, and 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 again, I think it boils down to hockey culture. And there's that, and then you think about the vaccination thing. A lot of guys didn't get vaccinated for the reasons you and I did. They did it just because, oh, my teammates did it, and I don't want to miss games. Duncan Keith, that's one. Yep. Yeah. 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 So, I mean... There's just a lot wrong with hockey culture right now. And I think it's something that's never going to fully go away. And to a degree, there is some good with hockey culture. But, man, you know, a lot of this is just archaic and, and needs to go by the wayside. Yeah, it's 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 also hockey's in that weird spot. It's almost to the tier of the NFL and the NBA are kind of at one level. NBA, like you said, top tier as far as leagues in the United States, as much as I, you know, hate to say it and I love the NHL. It is not NHL is not the best league in this country. NBA is in the top of, tier. In terms of how it's ran and what yeah, yeah. as yeah, even, or I mean even skill level, let's be clear. I here. will fight you. Hey, comparatively we can talk about it, but in any case, NBA is very, very entertaining as far as, you know, the skill level, that kind of stuff. Hey, can we but, talk about the fact that Pierre Engvall just scored a goal in the second period? Hey, fantastic. At, at the two minute and 22 second mark. Hey, good job. Um, Can I just say, but look, change hockey, <laughs> hockey and baseball are kind of at this one level where they're so still rooted in like how things used to be ran, even though there's been huge strides towards progress and how things have changed and how 
different players, whether they're Europe, European players or now, if not more prevalent, you know, one of the most prevalent parts of the game um, in comparison to, you know, or being at a comparable status of being, you know, United States players, Canada players, you know, North America. Um, but there's just, there's this thing that's tying them back. For some reason, you just can't get out of those, you know, the old boys club, the the tradition of hockey, similar to baseball, that kind of thing. And, and it is a little bit upsetting, uh, or not even a little bit upsetting. It, it is upsetting because you have to have these weird, these tough conversations that other leagues have had to had. Um, I think I said that correctly. I think so. But I think so. Uh, and it's just now it's, you know, in our core, and it seems like it's not going to where it's supposed to be. You, you can compare it to, you know, how the NHL was, you know, doing things with, you know, going through like the Black Lives Matter movement versus the NBA. Now you could say, well, I mean, there's a lot less, you know, players of African-American descent, um, that kind of stuff versus, you know, NBA. But in any case, there's there's always been, you sh- you're comparing it to other leagues and it's just not stacking up, if that makes sense. And you add to it, too, the the guys overall are afraid to show their personality. This is something me and Tyler talked about. Oh, yeah. Uh, The NHL and TNT, they brought in Paul Bissonnette to be their Charles Barkley. And, of course, a lot of people feel how they do about Paul. He's really (laughs) off on Paul. I'm a little bit okay on Paul, but obviously I'm not a chicklets guy by any means. Tyler just hates Barstool, so continue. But if you take him off... And you want your Charles Barkley type? Who are you going to get? Wayne Gretzky. No, <laughs> yeah. no I mean, there is your ball of, of personality. But seriously, Paul, this was kind of like the only guy that had that has such an outward personality. You know, in a league that's had over thirty teams now. Yeah, I, it's. I mean, it's tough. you get where I'm going with that, but no, I, I, it is odd and. It's so you're right to your point because that's the thing. It's it's hey. Let's, we want more personality. We want more of this. We want more of that. When Matthew Kachuk says, oh, yeah, Brady Kachuk's contract negotiations, yeah, we're all in this. He's a Kachuk. You know, he's letting people know how he feels about it. Everyone's like, whoa, Matthew, that's a little too much there. And it's like, don't ask and then be mad when you get it. Right. And that that's the hard part. And that's and why. A lot, of people, a lot of people hated P.K. Subban. Because oh, my of his, gosh. Oh, so. don't get me started on the Boston Bruin fan base. I Listen. Not even Boston Bruins fans. I mean, well, the only reason well, why that, I didn't well, you remember that. Uh, yes, exactly. Well, yeah. well, I, I fans still say he's lazy. Well, I personally didn't pe- like PK Subban just because I thought he skated. That was literally it. It wasn't, you know, because of, you know, the way he dressed or how he acted on social media. I thought that stuff was entertaining. Get come come to the rink with a suit and this nice floppy hat looking like you're going to the freaking derby. I love that. But you skate funny and that, I don't know why. I just didn't like that. Well, the thing, but, he he's going to be a guy that, like... He I, could be the Charles ba- Barkley of hockey. He, Absolutely. He's going to be, like I said, when he retires, when he finally hangs him up, he is going to have a career. Oh, absolutely. And, he will be, and it'll be, he's fit for it. You like, know what we need? With, with P.K. Subban on the show? You're right. That would save the show, Alex. That That'll bring save, us back. That would save the show. But the cool with, show with, with P.K. Subban. With NHL and TNT, they need all these personalities, right? Let's get Paul Bissonnette on the show. And then also, we need, like, the stoner type, right? Let's pull in Darren McCarty. Oh, good <laughs> and Lord. put him on there. Darren, <laughs> is it true that you smoked pot in a high school hockey locker room once? 
Well, I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't yeah, go to, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. go that far as far as like you know what. I didn't know where the hell did, I was. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I had pay- a good time. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys watch the NHL and TNT the other night? No, I didn't. Oh, they had a they did a preseason game. Yeah, the two preseason. It's it's not bad. It's not bad. Their okay. themes kind of eh. It grows on you. Okay, the listen. graphics are clean and crisp and. The the I think all of us growing up is the fact that I I think we were spoiled. We were we grew up on two themes. We grew up on you know for those in Canada for our viewers in Canada it was the original hockey night in Canada theme the original one. Sure. And then us down here in the states it was NHL on ESPN or I like NHL on ABC too. But NHL on ESPN was the theme. So when they brought it back it was it was good. It was the fact that, like, yes, good thing you have this back because if you had done anything different, we would have had to have strangled you. We would have lost you. And, and Payne, I think that's, I think, I mean, we've gone back and forth about the NHL TV deals, so I, I think it's going to be, uh, I, I think it's going to be good. And I'm excited to see all the games on ESPN+, Plus, similar to how they do with, like, the MLB, which means I get to watch all the games, which means I want to try to bootleg the Washington Capitals games because I kind of yes. have to react to those and whatnot. But I think it'll be. I think they have a good setup now. I was a little, a little pessimistic at first, but I'll give it a chance. Right. With that, um, Peyton, we are going to let you go because it is eight sixteen. We're we're trying to get you um, around. We gotta tell you, Peyton, to kick rocks. <laughs> no, we're not telling you to kick rocks. Uh, before you go, though, um, I want to give you a couple seconds to uh, shout out your show. And uh, tell a couple, you know, the people what expect, what to expect, and where program. you can listen to it, and where you can listen to it. I can do that, or I can quickly tell my story of the couch game. Oh, yes. Couch so, game. Totally okay. Forgot. okay, so I don't know if Harrison's listening to this, but I'm not sure I'm going to send it to him because if you guys remember early on the show, if you missed it, it's okay. This show will be on demand on the Keel Show YouTube channel and your favorite podcatcher. Continue. Peyton texted me and asked him, said, ask about the couch game, which was regards to the time Ferris and Alabama Huntsville played in Alabama when, when Harrison Watt was about 10 minutes that way in his apartment. Peyton. <laughs> And leading up to the game, uh, Harrison called me and was like, hey, what about if you put a microphone in the rink and then just feed the audio to me and I'll use that? I was like, okay, cool, except there is a massive delay if we do that. That's true. So he was kind of up a creek without a paddle. God bless him. So for me that night, the local ESPN radio station decided to put the Chargers on radio for the first time in years. And so we're going, we're getting ready to go. They put this like little machine next to me and the guy just says, okay, whenever you're ready, start it up and we'll, we'll go. Well, we lost power upstairs <laughs> leading up to the game. And everyone is scrambling, all the WCHA guys, the scorers and everything. Then they get everything back up and running and everyone's like, hooray, we're good. Well, I wasn't. <laughs> I, I still had no connection to the call box. And I didn't know what the hell to do. So I called the guy at the station and we're like, we're getting up to puck drop and I'm just troubleshooting everything. And then he goes, well, uh, I guess it's not plugged in. And truly enough, the WCHA replay official had yanked my uh, internet cord out of the thing. Oh, I would have kicked so somebody. I would have fought somebody. The puck is on the ice. They are playing hockey and I'm on the phone with this guy standing up. Sam Baldwin, my boss, uh, was like, what are you doing? I don't pay you for this. And so we still had the flow broadcast going on. So I had to abandon the radio and just do the game. And we got the radio part working, I think, about 12 minutes into the game, like right after UAH scored the first goal. Um, And then after that, of course, as Harrison mentioned, UAH tied it with two seconds left and won in overtime. So yeah. 
if you go back and look at my Instagram, which is back, by the way, Instagram is back. El Patron. El Patron. Shall we, shall we bow down to our corporate overlords? Um, Harrison's <laughs> worst night of calling hockey was my best night. The greatest announcing moment of my life. With the best um, camera angle of all time. <laughs> boy. The, uh, he talks about the camera angles, but man, the, the worst part was the graphics. They always popped up the make some noise, make some yeah, noise. Yeah, we've gone over all that. Yeah, yeah. Throughout the, the, the game. So, yeah. Uh, that's pretty much it. But uh, yeah, really, really, really time set. As far as Predator Way goes, you can catch it on SoundCloud on the Penalty Box Radio SoundCloud. It's going to be part of a number of podcasts there. We also, again, are on iTunes at Predator Way or Apple Podcasts, whatever, Spotify, wherever you get your stuff. I'm sure we got it. And, I mean, there's not much to say other than me and Boyd Farish, feature writer for Playing Box Radio, talk about the Predators. It'll so. be fun to listen to. Peyton, I – this is my part where I do my thing. Yes. Peyton, I, well, it, it's, it's funny. Like, I say this like I'm saying goodbye forever to these guys. I'm literally probably going to text Peyton like two hours. Yeah. <laughs> probably that's probably. how it's going to be. I'll never talk to you again just to make this appropriate. Just he, he's just going to – He's gonna gonna ghost me for the rest of my days. Good. Fine, then you don't have to go call twelve <laughs> games in a day in somewhere in Missouri for a tournament for hockey TV. Tell me how that feels. Probably doesn't mind that at all. Probably doesn't mind. Um, Peyton, thank you uh, for a for. I, by the way, I should probably probably should have thanked Harrison for this because Harrison's the reason why I got Peyton's number. Because the only reason, and it's unfortunate, the only reason why I got a hold of Peyton and wanted him on, on this show was because of the fact that Alabama Huntsville's program was cut and then brought back again. So I'm like, hey, let's go bring on their broadcaster. 15 episodes later, episodes appearance later, um, thank you for taking time out of your days. I know the pandemic has been nuts, which probably was beneficial for us, I think, for the most part. It was. Um, but for taking the time, for willingly coming on this show. You say I keep you relevant, dude. The fact that you come on and make the show fun, the interviews we have fun, like, I, I'm just I'm just happy that you were willing to come back again and again and again and didn't get bored on this show because there's some people that make all time parents they're like okay, here we go again sure and not necessarily on this show we make everything fun on this show oh yeah, absolutely but the awesome. fact that I could text you Peyton we have a show in two hours you busy <laughs> and you just come on like I can't thank you enough for that you make it interesting you make it fun and I thank you so much for being a part of this. I, I'm doing all this crap, and I'm like, we're going to be back in, like, two months. That's Wait, it. Real yeah, that's quick, I got to point out, the first time you had me on, I was going through a breakup that day. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> and I thought that was <laughs> so a fun I to, show. <laughs> I, I had like, to kind of get it together to, to, to uh, uh This that. dang Yankee um, up north. Okay. Uh, says, thank you for making time for me. Uh, as I still um and all when I'm on these shows, but I think you've helped me make me become a better podcast guest uh, that's really prepared me to do the podcast I'm doing now. And I, I really have you to thank for that. So I, I appreciate it. And uh, best of luck with Locked On Capitals. Uh, Alex, hopefully you've uh, memorized my name by now. Absolutely. <laughs> Peyton Turner. Oh my God, God you idiot. You idiot. <laughs> you said that so confidently too. You also called Brandon Batchelor Brandon Batchelor. I remember that. Remember the Canucks broadcaster? You said you said it was supposed to be Brand, or Brandon. You oh, said Brandon Batchelor. Brandon Batchelor. Oh, I love Brandon. He's a cool guy. Um, but yes, Alex, you have any final words for no, Mr. I mean, Turnage? Every every single time that you've been on the show, well, I've been on at the very least. Um, has always been a good conversation. You know, we we talk 
majorly about you know Nashville because you're the Nashville guy. Not you're not the Nashville guy. That's not all you are. No, uh, he is. He's, you, he's the TKS Nashville insider. Sure, was sure. I guess. Um, but you know, everything we've been able to talk about, whether it's you know Nashville, you know whether it's Alabama, Huntsville, whether it's about you know having your away broadcaster doing stuff on a couch and then you know losing power and you find out well it's this one dingus that decided the to ruin everything for WCHA me. dingus they wanted you guys out of there you've had we've had some great conversations and i've been happy to have you on the show happy to be on the show while you're on the show and then also being able to listen to you and tyler go after it and i honestly i will say that any sort of argument that you guys have had uh, I think you definitely win each one oh, that man. I've been able to listen to. So I do you appreciate got a little you brown being on, on your the nose show. There, get out. Get the freaking oh, out. Man. You got to brown nose the guest. You got to let them know. That way, if you do ask them to come back, they're like, wow, you just completely bashed me on your Hey, and you were the show. worst thing ever. We only had John because I don't know. I don't know why we ever thought of it. We needed to have a Southern uh, expertise in there and a little bit of, a little bit of <laughs> Southern flair. Um but in any case, I do appreciate you being on the show, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll keep in touch. We'll keep absolutely, in touch. absolutely. Um, I, I appreciate you guys. Uh, I'll say real quick, I tried like hell in the summer for uh, full time play by play job. It didn't quite work out, but as Wichita we Falls first, in the North American League is looking for somebody. Oh boy, uh, uh, don't tempt me with a good time. But as I say, gigless but not hopeless. But you know, you, you've not seen the last or heard of the last of, of Peyton Turns. Maybe in college hockey, but. But, uh, yeah, it's been a fun ride. And again, I, I can't thank you guys enough for having me on. It was always it was always a pleasure coming on here. And um, I, like I said, as a man of faith, God bless you guys. You, you got <laughs> you got it made. So I'll be I'll be praying for you guys moving forward. You as well, Peyton. Man, thank thanks you again, much. man. Uh, that was Peyton Turnage, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Predator Way. Guys, check it out. Um, so we're not done, done, done yet. No, we are going to sign off here on Twelve Ounce Sports, and then we're going to go transfer. To the YouTube channel. So make sure to go to, to The Keel Show on YouTube. Or the Twitter. Or Can't, the Twitter. Facebook's still down, unfortunately. Facebook is still down because we'll, we have nice little whistleblowers. But we'll be on Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook. The reason, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. The reason why, kids, is because, well, and nothing, and thank, oh, we probably should thank the folks at 12 Ounce Sports. That, yes. Um, Jeff, Janner's one that brought us in. A lot of the guys that we had on, uh, Talking Myers with the Rando is next. He's a guy that's been a part of our show a couple of times. We've, I've been on his show a couple of times. We must thank them because the fact that they allowed us to be live two and a half hours every Monday night and then during the playoffs on Thursdays is just completely bonkers. Like, no one should have taken this show on ever in any it, stretch. This was something that, you know, we'll, we'll go through the, the whole goodbye. So, Make sure to go on to those uh, outlets that we talked about. At 12 Ounce. Oh, yeah, check that out. At 12 Ounce Sports, by the way, if you follow them. They have a lot of great shows, guys. Please go check them out. Yeah, they are not awesome. just hockey. They do have all sorts of sports on there and all sorts of leagues. Do go check them out. They do have good content. We wouldn't, you know, be giving them all the praise, not just because they were very gracious for us to be on their network, whether it was on Zingo TV, whether it was on the Facebook, whether it was on their Twitter, anything like that, go check them out on their YouTube page. Um, they do have all sorts of great content because, and that's why we're saying because they do have it on. I've been able to watch other shows up with all sorts of other insights to other sports. So do go check them out. We do thank them. Uh, we also do want to make sure that you do go over to those pages because we will be thanking all of our other sponsors, that kind of stuff, as well as doing our official Goodbye. For 12 Out Sports, for Tyler, 
We'll be going on to the uh, channel here as he's trying to figure out how to get the sign off ready to go. Because I'm, I'm going to keep talking until he does. I'm going to feel the space. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, to the first ever episode of The Keel Show. Your host, Alex Keel, with my good friend and brother, sadly, Tyler Keel. Today we are talking. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Alex Keel. Alongside me, the inside of the insiders, <gasps> Tyler Keel. Hello, everybody. And we have a great episode lined up for you today. Sunday Fun Day. Sunday. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to the premiere of the live show. This is The Keel Show. I am your host, Alex Keel, alongside me, the inside of the entires, <sighs> a.k.a. the guy who has been very anxious and very hyped for this moment, Tyler Keel. I've only been panicking for the probably the last half hour, so if this looks good, thank you all for watching. If this looks bad, well, I mean, yeah, that's how it'll go. That was not intentional. Wow. That was a... That was a lot. That that was that was we've been doing this show, Alex. I'm gonna cry. For I told myself I wasn't going to. I told Mess I wouldn't do this. <laughs> oh man. This this has been um got well uh, hello. Hi. Hey Alex, you must do the intro. You're right. <laughs> One last time. I could do it. One last time, Alex. Turn it up just to break everyone's ear. Don't a break bit. everyone's eardrums. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to The Keel Show. I am your host, Alex Keel, alongside me, the inside of the insiders, Tyler Keel. Hello. <laughs> Hello, everybody. One last time. Uh, so I'll put my levels back. to the For those that don't know and are probably a little confused, why the heck are we doing this right now? This is obviously after our usual Monday night show. Yes. Uh, and also the camera tilted because mom knocked it over. That's our fine. Mom, our mom's here. Um, mom's wrapping her swag out there. Hi, mom. There she is. I don't know if you she's, guys can hear. She's her. listening. She's there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. So this, we've been in the show for three and a half years. She brought us champagne yes. and everything, and pizza, which we didn't want to eat on the show because the last time we ate on the show, Alex, the did Leafs lost end. in Game Seven. It did not end very. Well. I didn't. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I don't think people realize. I did not drink as nearly as much as I thought I was going to that night. I think I may have only had five beers during that game. I was proud of you. I well, three of them were on the show. Two of them were after the fact. Um, but man, it was, it was, oh, that was it was a, it was a, it was a rough one. So yeah, so we wanted to, but we the reason why we wanted to do it this way because we started on this on this is our show. This is our show. You know, not to say anything against. 12 ounce or anything like that but this is our show it's got our name on it it's our youtube um before we get into anything do again want to shout out 12 ounce sports um for having us as a live show for monday nights uh, two and a half hours in your homes and your then car, th and thursdays as well as thir as well as thursdays you know we were did live show as well as on demand you could listen to us in your car um, I did that a lot when I wasn't on the show. I would, you know, with my, uh, which is know, funny because by because one, one thing we didn't really realize is something I've already started realizing. I'm doing this lockdown capital show. 
is that we would do this stuff at night. Yes. So by the time morning comes around, almost everything was outdated. All the live reactions or whatever was outdated. Well, yes, but I mean, that's just how it works. You know, when you, if you, you don't want to, I mean, you can go back to one of our shows in 2018 and be like, holy cow. Huh? Like, Tyler I, doesn't like Gary Bettman or NBC. <laughs> NBC, Bettman, Enforcers, Marner Gate, Mar- uh, Mar- Mar- Marner Watch. Watch. Did we? That, we were still in the podcast. Yes. Then. I was that, so sick. I was so sick of talking about Mitch Marner. Um, I hated him. Still kind of well, do. So for those that probably, so who those who actually were watching this whole thing here saw the first couple clips. That was when we say Nana's Basement. That was Nana's Basement. That was Nana's Basement. Um, our first try. So the Kula show was the original show, obviously. The it was Kula only show. supposed to be like 10, 15 minutes of us talking, like most stuff. And you know, it was a good idea. It was a good concept. And then we did our, I think, was the, was it the Olympic preview? It was the Olympic preview. And we did an hour and a half. And we're and like, half. we could do this. You did. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> And then, I guess we're doing this. And then we did like hour, hour and a half episodes. And I said to myself, we went to 12 on sports. I'm like, can we do two and a half? We can do two and a half hours. Cause We've done an hour. And a- we did. Well, that's what's funny. When people are like, oh my gosh, I, I, three hours is so much. And I'm like, I, I will say this. There were a couple times during the off season, I went maybe an hour, 15, hour and a half. But like there were episodes you and I, Alex, would do. Like we had to cut it down to get it to two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Well, it also depended because when we did two and a half hour shows, it's a lot easier when you have guests. And thankfully, Tyler has been able to curate and bring a lot of people on with a lot of different insight from different organizations, different points of points of view. You know, some that I didn't always agree with, some that I was kind of like, eh. oh but my gosh, how many? In, in any how case, many, how many shows did we? Or go ahead, I'll let you finish. But in any case, it was it was good to have him on because, you know, there were definitely days where I told Tyler, I was like, Tyler, I didn't watch anything. I didn't watch any games, highlights, nothing like that. I'm going to be depending on the script. I'm going to be talking to our guests, you know, as best as I possibly can. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, that's that's just a credit to what he does. Tyler has been the producer, the editor. He does. He runs the show. And that's yeah. why when I took a job where I wasn't going to be able to do the show, I was fully confident in Tyler just being like, Tyler, this is your show. You take it. You run with it. Thankfully, I was able to get in here for the last one because it just makes the most sense. And actually, kind of timing-wise, it is almost perfect with hoping everything goes considered. Um, But in any case, this this has been a journey. And I'm very happy that we have been able to, you know, go on this journey. You know, obviously our friends and family, they known about our show some people watch it some oh, people dad's don't. on the chat already dad dad, dad listen dad, dad's, dad's dad been was like chat. all those people that i can't say people that should have changed over i'm like i can't go back in time and tell people that yeah dad's been on the chat by the way uh but, the, oh, hat, yes. the hat i am wearing is the good old-fashioned grand rapids dam breakers hat it is the whitewater project partnering with the west michigan whitecaps um, to break the dams that are in Grand Rapids, Michigan, to make it actual rapids. The Grand Rapids. Um, preserve the um, Grand Rapids. Preserve the Grand Rapids because they are rapids, after all. It's not just a bunch of itty-bitty dams that make the water look all pretty. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that is a hat I'm wearing. Um, Alex has worn Well, yeah, I don't think you've worn a hat every show. I've well, pardon me. Well, excuse me. Well, there may have been a usually, few. There usually, may have been a few original TKS episodes that you didn't wear a hat. But no. since we started doing this live dish, part D, if you will, of this show, sure, you've worn a hat every single time. Now, yes, yes we did the podcast. You well, never knew. Well, well it was it was the matter of 
for, for one, when you wear these headsets or even when we had, I just didn't want to do my hair all the time. I really didn't. I, I never do my hair, as you can tell. Well, that's just... I got, mean, well, I'm, as, I'm a as hats people, guy. As people like, saw that from that intro, it's a darn good thing I started cutting my hair because, boy, <laughs> it was getting that got out of control easily. Mom's laughing over here because she remembers it. Yeah, it was oh. looking like a freaking... Uh, it was a mop. Dwarf. <laughs> and I that was my first year of broadcasting, too. I think it was year two. I said, you know, I should probably care, claim up my appearance. Probably get should. a real actual nice coat, not just my hoodie sweater. Get wear a, a get, nice shoe. Get a professional Wear headshot. a watch. Professional headshot came, I think, year three, because that's when I started, hey, also I can you actually got, do this. Also, you got the one from your wedding, so that was a, a cheap one. That was the, well, that was the point. Well, and not, we not we worked that out when I was like, hey, I'm going to need a professional headshot. And for some reason, Bethany forgot to tell me that my bow tie was crooked. Yeah, it's fine. It looks asymmetrical. It looks nice. It but looks yes, nice. this show started out in Nana's basement as the Keel Show. Then it went on to the podcast where it was TKP, the Keel Podcast. Which you, for some reason, did not want us to use because we represented the Turkish Communist Party. Remember that? Yes. Don't use hashtag TKP because we're like... With Don't the use the hashtag TKP because this is the Turkish Communist Party. So we Party. had to say the whole hashtag, hashtag the Keel Podcast. The Keel Podcast, yeah. That was... Keel podcast. Oh, not dad, cool. Dad, not dad cool. gave me impression to say cool. Heel. And I did it on the sh- on my lockdown capitals this morning. So as long as I, I got to get in the habit of that. Fair enough. Um, but yeah. I, I, and I, now I, we're the Keel show again. Well, well for now. Till now. So <laughs> till, done. <laughs> so we mentioned a few of the guests that we had. I'm going to try to go through more of them. Uh, Nick Alberga was another. Um, Steve Dangle again. Steve Dangle was the first one. Had him on twice. Um, I looked up one. First featuring Alex. Oh, that's you, Alex. Yeah. And we. One of your guest appearances. Uh, gosh, we did a, we did a show in a moving truck. I remember we that. We did a show in a moving uh, truck. Matthew Estevez. That was my most recent ex- appearance, except for right now. Uh, Nathan Strauss. Um, I remember Nathan after the UMass uh, National Championship. Uh, oh, my gosh. Melody Daou. Melody Daou and Digit Murphy. Uh, obviously, Digit's had some th- uh, things over the past, but Melody Daou was still one of my favorites. I think I scared her away because I... I sent her an email after the gold, Canada won the gold medal asking her to be on the show, and I sent it, and the subject line in all caps was, congratulations, and I think she may have thought it was spam. Probably. <laughs> probably thought it was. Um, Eric congratulations! Pesolat. You've um, won the lottery! Um, Click this link. Uh, Todd L- We're working on uh, it. Todd Little. Peanut. Yeah, we have to have the peanut gallery Andrew, in some way or another. Andrew Buchanan from the World's Longest Game. That was a, a fun show. And these are just from, guys, and this is the worst part. These are just from this year. Yes. Um, from just um, so many different people. Uh, John Hoven, the Mayor's Manor. I'm trying to think of some that I can think of cuff. Um, with Scott Powers on. He was the first guy from the Athletic. Ken Weeb, oh my goodness, from the Winnipeg Jets, or from Winnipeg. Ken Cal. Ken Cal. Ken Cal. Well, do we count three times? Three. Three? We're counting three times. Uh, Jack Michaels. Je- um, at this point, is there's Jim, too many. To uh, Jim list. Jackson from the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, Chris King, who we've had a couple times on. Uh, Pete Weber and all that stuff. But I think Alex, it is time to cap things off by. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I think you put a hole in the ceiling. <laughs> Jesus, that thing no, came you... out. Kelly Wixie's down here. What the hell, Dad? What thing? We're under fire. Take cover. <laughs> She's uh, literally under your chair now. I'll let you. This I'm nice. surprised it didn't make a mess. Because I was holding I prob- it. Well, you'll probably I, make a mess. I now. was holding on to it to make you're sure. Gonna, now you're going to make a mess. There we go. I'll, th- here, you I'll, pour I'll, that. Just, I'll just take mine. Thank here. you. Wixie, come here, baby. I drink enough wine. I'll come here, Wixie. Scour underneath my chair. It's okay, baby girl. Okay, can I pick her up? Here, come here. Hoop. Here we go. Ready, Wix? One, two, three. Got Watch it. your head. Just don't move your head. Watch the cords. Eh. 
I can't watch <laughs> the cords. My head's on my face. Hold on. I got I to gotta set her down. Hold on. There. Let's, hold on. I got, here, hold my cord. Hold my, my hold cord. There we go. There's baby girl. Hi. Oh, gosh. Do this now. Here. Watch. And, there there we, we go. And bam. Hi, baby girl. And Look at that a, mug. Oh, look, look at, at that mug. Look at this. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right. And with a little bit of bubbly, uh, we cap off our show. Uh, to everyone that has paid attention to our show, if you are a recent watcher slash listener, if you have been us since day with us since day one, um, with our European fans or Austrian fans, or well, hold on, before we let it go, ones. Alex, I think we would be remiss if we didn't do this. What favorite episode? Favorite episode. I think we have to do a favorite episode. My wife's probably pissed off that we're still going, but you I don't know care. what. I don't. This care. is my last one, Kelly. Monday nights are free now until I, you know. Bring it back in three months. <laughs> yes. Um, I would have to say my favorite episode. Gosh, I think my favorite episode has to be the NBC episode. One with because the biggest hits, the most hits we've ever had. The on reason show. why was because I loved talking about that entire thing. During you know that time, um, the whole deal. The, either that or the the concussion episode. I can't remember which one it was. You like the heavy topics. I do like the heavy topics because too, we but... can get really deep into it. And that was the the reason why I also like that episode is because that was the first episode, like you said, that we got huge you know heavy hits for a lot of views, a lot of listens, and kind of like, well, shit, we can do this. Yeah, like this we, is we can we can make a thing out of this, man. Yeah, that that was I think the biggest part was the fact that we had that many views, and the crazy part was, folks, we don't ha- we didn't have that many much issue with the TKS, no. but there was a stretch during the Cool Podcast days when there were episodes because that there was no time limit back then. We didn't have a time frame; we would just do as much as we could. There were shows that we literally ended early because we were going to punch each other. Yes, Th- there were legitimate episodes that we had. Uh, there was legit. There was there very, was one time that Katie and Kelly were down there, and they were looking at us like you two they were, need to chill. They looked like they were have to be referees. We were actually going to fight. No, and well, I mean, I, I still all... remember what was the one I literally looked at you. We we sat there for like five minutes saying nothing, and I looked over and I said, "I love you." <laughs> just I just said I love you just to try to clear the air because they. Well, were, there was also I mean there I can't remember what ep- what episode that was, but there was one episode too. I think it might have been the, it wasn't the Batman episode. It was one. There was one episode. There was one episode. I can't remember what it was. I'll have to like go back in the archives. But there was an episode where I literally reached over, I pressed the pause button on the on the record thing. Oh yeah. And I I told you to shut the heck up. I told you well. Well, in, there in there not, was there in, was more words than in that. less words. Shut the heck up because you were going off and ranting about nonsense. And it was well, like, there's a lot of that. Well, to. To a degree, I can deal with nonsense, who, who but you were, me? you were just going off, and I was like, "I'm here." here. Do you want to put Wixie down? She looks uncomfortable now. Right. I think. Well, here, 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 you actually here, go over to Uncle Al. Come here, happy over there. There you go. Now um, she's happy. Now she's like, "Ooh, bubbly." Um, but yeah, no, there, there are definitely, there were definitely times during this, doing this show that just didn't want to be on. Kelly, I, you can eat your food without us. Oh my god, she's actually she's getting hangry. The freaking peanut gallery. You're always hangry. Well, I'm always hangry. I'm actually I'm the hangry one. Oh, do you want? She had. Oh boy, now she just texted. Did she text me again? Oh lord. Maybe. Oh boy, uh, she wants the pizza. Yeah, go get the pizza. No <laughs> well, one's stopping you. Uh, my favorite episode. Oh gosh. What is your favorite episode, Teach? 
<sighs> you can't pick the same one. Boom. The, the first, well, the NBC one's fun. I, I liked the ones that were actually kind of funny. A lot of them with Peyton were fun. I think the first one with Harrison was so weird because it was just, I didn't know what to expect from him, but he was very open about everything. Like sure. I said, I, I'm serious, guys. When I met Harrison, I met him at a women's soccer game, Davenport Fair State. He just came down with them. And I, and I, and I said it when we were doing the show that he offered me a chance to call a Ferris game when I first met him. Like it's been 10 minutes. It's mostly true. It was like an hour. Like, I met him. We talked. He said, oh, yeah, I'm the broadcaster here for Davenport. I have my own hockey show. And I knew of Harrison because when I was sending all my stuff out to college teams, I looked to see who they broadcasters. So yeah. I knew Harrison was there. And I'm like, oh, you're Harrison White. You're the play play broadcaster. That's cool. Nice to meet you. My name's Tyler, whatever. And I said, I call hockey as well. I'm like, here, send me your stuff. And I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, sure. And he's like, yeah, send it to uh, myself and Rob and because I may need you uh, two Saturdays from now when we have a game. We're almost done, Kelly. Yes, I, I, what I say? Ten minutes? I'm sorry. Quick, I'm almost done, okay? Keep, I'm almost done. Go. Kelly, this Just is my last going. one, okay? Just keep going. Just keep going. Well, I love you. Oh, wait, hold on. Is she giving me the... I can't tell if that's the look of she it's, wants to kill me or if that's the look she wants me to hurry up so... She don't want to kill you. She also don't want to kind of smile. Still smile. Do you want to you come say some words on the show? Why is she sure. giving me that look? Is there more water? Oh, okay. Then go Dude, eat. Go eat. Oh, we're eating the pizza together. Okay, okay. So long story short. Okay, so back to the story. Harrison, we meet. I'm almost done. I was finished with it, but you stormed into the dang studio. Why did I not put a lock on that door? Why did I not put a lock on that door? Um. Anyways, I meet Harrison. We talk, whatever. And I'm about five minutes before I went to air on the broadcast on the Dan, and he comes into the booth and he says, "Hey, um, you didn't think two hours from now? I made someone to call Fair State Hockey." And I'm like, "Huh?" At this point, I should not have been anywhere near an NCAA booth. And I'm saying that in the most humble way I possibly can sound now. But that was the truth. Um, but my As favorite a color ep- commentator, he was worth it. He was ready for it. But anyway. Oh, co- well, colors. Like I said, colors easy. You just ramble on about Keep nonsense. going. Keep going. Um, favorite show. Gosh. Oh, Witch's Brew. Yum. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hey. Oh, she actually did buy it, though. So, um, anyways. Oh, gosh, my favorite episode. I really think. I'll be honest with you, Alex. Maybe it's because it was just the fruition of so much work, but that Detroit trivia battle of the century was fun because, I, yes, I am a Leafs fan. I cheer for the blue and white, but I was born a Red Wings fan. I have a Chris Osgood poster there. I have Steve Eisman poster here. I have this Gordie Howe banner that just happened to have Gordie Howe on it behind yeah, me. signed Detroit Red Wings goalie mask there. Signed by Peter Mrazek. I have a Peter Mrazek. I, I have the Peter Mrazek picture up there when he was with the 67s because my dad got it because he knew I would love Peter Mrazek. Yeah. Um, at the got time, Stevie he's the Griffins. there. Um, but yeah, I do have stuff. stuff. But that was cool for me because it got me to go back down. It gave me the opportunity to go back down memory lane to talk about the Red Wings and all the stuff that I knew. That's why it was so much fun for me because it was like... Literally, Alex, I'm serious when I say this. Nine of those ten questions that we asked, the only one that I uh, was the Vladimir Konstantinov had four assists in the Sergei Fedorov five goal game. That was the only one I had to look up. Yeah, everything all the other ones I knew by heart. heart. And I'm and, and I'm seriously not joking because I love hockey and I love this game. That's why I continue to talk about it. That's why I'm going to continue to talk about it on the Lockdown Network. At the same token, though, trust me this this week has been tough knowing that this was going to be the last show because. I want to. I want to be able to put the same effort in to this show as I always did, and I just didn't think I'd have the time to do so. I have a wife. I have multiple jobs. I, 
seriously. Like my yeah. my my accountant's gonna kill me. The amount of W twos and I nines I have to give him this year. Um, and it just would not be fair to do a show half half assed. Yeah, I didn't want to do that. That's why we're saying goodbye for and now. For now, obviously stuff can change. Things can happen. Someone may say, "Ty, you're not doing a show anymore." Here's five hundred dollars a show. Well, in that <laughs> case, I will sell my soul to the devil and do the show. Hey, don't tempt him. Kelly's gonna, <laughs> apparently going to find my soul and strangle it before it gets to that point. But I, that's why I, that's why we're in oh, the she's show. She's going to sell it for more pizza. Ooh, if it's Alfano's, man, it's I've Alfano's. never had it. I'll have to see if it's. Yeah, it's going to be good. But that's good. that's why I, that's why I've, that's why it's tough. I, I, I don't think I was ever going to cry, but it's it's not easy saying goodbye. It's not no. easy saying that this show is over because I love doing the show. It was always fun doing the show. And I thank you all very much for, for listening to the show when we were just doing the podcast. When we watched, whether it be the guy that... Remember, Alex, the, one of the first few episodes we did was we talked about what the Seattle team was going to be named? Yes. Remember? Yes. And then the one guy said... There was one comment that said Seattle Seamen. <laughs> oh, I miss those days when it was just... Uh, still, so, still think Kraken's a stupid name. But, we said that in 2018, kids. We said that before it was cool. But now I'm like... I felt full fledged. I'm still waiting for the Seattle Metropolitans jersey to come out, though. They'll, they'll probably they they have to when they get their outdoor game, Alex. Their outdoor game. I want that to be a full fledged. Dude, alternate. could you imagine a game there at Lumen Field? Oh, it'd be amazing. It's oh, dude. Them versus Vancouver. It has Perfect. to. Be. It has to be. It has to be the battle of the blue green. Well, they'll change the whole. Oh, yeah, that's funny too. The frick, the two Vancouver and Seattle, both very. Well, cool Seattle's got tones. that green, blue, green thing. They got the Mariners. Well, Seattle, well, Seattle's also got the red in there too. But yeah. anywho, for Tyler, I am your host. Not always, but when it counts, Alex Keel, the inside of the insiders, taking us home. We've got none other. With off with their heads, the original theme song for the Keel Show. Please. I don't care if we get copyright date for this one. We will see you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.